0: What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And joining us today is our good friend, the super talented, Mr. Billy Chitkin. Hello. MoGraph is a supplement
1: to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, working for the man. You can email us, info at mograph.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, show topic ideas, artist suggestions. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, mograph.com, and all the things. Check us out on there. Send us a message. If it's noob, we will try to answer it. If it's expert, we'll we'll answer it badly. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) we will, uh, yeah, we love hearing from you. Um, I know, like, the way media works and the way social and everything works over the last... I don't know, however many years we've been doing this show, it's changed a lot, yeah. right? So it's it's really easy to get up in Slacks and Discords and chat in there and whatnot. Um, but we still love the emails, like direct email, mm-hmm. like this is me. I've been, I know, I mean, I, I, we got an email from somebody the other day who's been listening to us for years. Yeah. You know, to get in, just to get into the Slack and like years. Yeah, years. you see, you see the numbers on the on the audio podcast, and, and just you're like, assume they're all bots. That's what I. Right, am I know, right? It was like, you just you don't. Know. My twelve friends aren't listening that many times, right? <laughs> and so you sometimes you wonder, and I do the same thing. I listen to shows. There's shows I've I've listened to for a decade online, and I've never sent an email to say, hey, I'm a listener. I've heard every episode. I know all about all the things that you guys are talking about, and I'm I've, really glad I've y'all got there, rid of. You guys don't know people. me. Right. But you guys can only know me. get rid of Dorpy. <laughs> yeah, right. Dorpy's never going
2: away.
0: Uh,
1: He's gonna keep on dorping for years to come. Nope.
2: I don't know if I'm prepared for uh pre- prepared for that. He was not a thing the last time I was on. Dor- yeah. Dorpy needs his own podcast. Yeah. He he needs
1: uh he needs some fun segments. should be an animated series. Yeah. Adventures of Dorpie yes. and Friends. Yeah. Wonder Be if you like can Garfield get one of those friends.
0: uh like the things that they do with uh the Jim Henson company where you could like, you know, you can actually use it to control like a live 3D puppet.
1: Oh yeah, I'll just use our new
0: gloves that come with our oh, right. suit we ordered. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. Good oh, segue, Matt. That's a good idea. I didn't <laughs> I didn't even think about that. So we did order the new suit.
1: And all the bells so and whistles. So pumped
0: about it! I'm so pumped. That about is it. our
1: <laughs> Christmas present to ourselves. <laughs> that is our company essentially
0: cr- Christmas present. Yes.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so we'll uh, we'll report back on that. We're not going to get it for a while, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, the way that they do it is they put you in a queue. It's going to start going out January.
0: Is it? I think. Okay.
1: And it's like kind of first come first serve. Like if you're a um, early signer upper, mm-hmm. you will get it first. I have a feeling there's quite a few before ours ships. So we're going to kind of go through that. We were sold
0: as soon as we saw what Jags and Matthias were doing. Yeah. And from what I hear, the newer version is a whole lot easier to set up and everything. Mm -hmm. There's not as much issues. So, yeah,
1: but we had, uh, I don't, I think you were out doing something that,
0: that night, Matt. uh, Yeah. When it's nighttime, I I'm with my family. (laughs) <laughs> you guys try weird, and get though. a hold of me at night and I'm like, nope, sorry.
1: It was later than usual. It was like super late that night, and all of a sudden there were like a ton of people on it like midnight or eleven Yeah, or if you
0: try and get me past like nine o'clock, odds are I'm probably in bed asleep. Yeah. I'm I'm a lame old man. Well, they they had been
1: messing with the, the suit and mm-hmm. doing some mocap stuff. Uh if if you haven't followed us, we have Halo Kitty renders. Uh Maybe oh, if, on Instagram, if, right. right. On right, Instagram, right. if if Jags is listening, maybe he can drop a link or or put the, the screen name at least in there, because I don't remember what it is offhand. Um, but basically, our Halo team, we're just making periodic Halo renders and putting them on this Instagram account mm-hmm. collectively, which is kind of fun. And um, Jags decided instead of his render, he's going to do an all-out recreation of the Halo 3 trailer in Unreal. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, got uh, Matthias involved, and they they hung out, had lunch, uh, got the suit from Windbush to try it out. And uh, they popped on the Discord, and it was really fun to watch, because Jags could basically give Matthias direction yeah. on what to do, and uh, we could see the real-time <clears throat> feedback. And, and then they went through the process of, of importing it into Cinema 4D, and it really was pretty seamless. Yeah. Now, a lot of that has to do with having a good character. Rigged well right, to right, begin right, with, right? Um, and this one was rigged pretty well to where you could bring in the Mixamo rig and just mm-hmm. you know pop it in. Um, I don't imagine it's always that easy, yeah. But uh, it was pretty quick. They had results and they mm-hmm. had Master Chief teabagging in no time. Oh my gosh! Uh, it was like, <laughs> I mean, it's Halo. You've got to do right. it right. So um, it's really funny. Some of the videos we have of the Discord of them trying the different moves and. You know, Matthias, you know, walking up with the gun in his hand. He had a piece of cardboard that (laughs) represented the gun. It was the right dimensions. Yeah, um, we were all just sitting there, just really enjoying watching this come together. And we,
0: so we should do, we should either do a short, we should do a short, like Mm -hmm. using the Rococo suit. You know, and like we need to, we need to buy a a a second, like so. uh, Apparently, you can buy like. It's not the the full suit, it's just like the skin that all the sensors go in, whatever, you know. The textile? Yeah, I don't know, something like that. But you can move the sensors over. Winbush told me about it at the meetup this weekend, you know. Mm. And so we need to get like an extra large one for, you know, Nick, yeah. cuz he's a lot taller than we are. And like <laughs> yeah. that way and then we can have Nick like act out all the stuff and then we'll 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 do it. I want to do that this yeah. year We're, or next the year. The
1: sizes are weird. Yeah. Like the sizes you have to look at the chart. A lot of the size has to do with how tall you are, you know? Yeah, so that's, yeah, yeah. 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 That, you know, it's, it's your weight and how tall you are. So most people actually probably would be good with the large. Yeah. They have an, it, uh, the size chart is really kind of weird. So mm-hmm. you, you have to check it out, but um, it's supposed to be a lot easier to do the sensors and mm-hmm. all of that stuff this this go round so and it comes with a little thing that holds the iPhone so you right. can do face so you capture can do face, and
0: facial capture and then the, yeah. the gloves as well so you can do that it's it's going to be fun it'll be fun to try yeah. out I'm just going to have to keep running so that I can continue to fit in the right. suit that's the <laughs>
1: right. you know uh, it's good incentive so <laughs> and um, if it ends up
0: paying for itself we should get a second one and then do a yeah. uh, a MoGraph. Uh, episode where it's all we're all virtual characters.
3: to A-Listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the Mograph Podcast Network.
0: So if you love filmmaking as much as we do,
3: tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your,
2: your source, source for, for all things,
3: things indie film. film. Now available on the Mograph Podcast Network. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, that'd be yeah. that'd be wild. I've been yeah. trying to do some more character stuff recently, and you can get pretty far with Mixamo if you yeah. are willing to put the time into um, using like the motion clips and like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blend, blending them and stuff. And even if you take it another step further, you can turn off specific joints within the motion clips. So that oh, way, oh, just cool. for exa- just for example, like if you've got a walk cycle of the character walking, but then you want to change the arms like mm-hmm. to like a gesture or like a point or whatever you can turn on and off and you can, you can layer the walk cycle of the hips down and oh. then like, like the arm movement from like, you know, the spine up or whatever. That's oh, cool. Um, it's, it's, That's it's, really cool. it's kind of janky because it's like you're, it, you know, the motion clip editor looks like an N, an NLE where you're like, NLE, right, you're, right, right. you're stacking your clips and stuff. And it, it's not immediately obvious, like what you have turned on or turned off on any one mm-hmm. given clip. So it's like, it's not the kind of thing that I would want to revisit a year later and like reopen that project file and be like, Oh mm-hmm. boy, what's yeah. going on in here. But, um, at the time when you're making it, it's pretty effective at, at doing that. Yeah.
0: That's and, cool. You know, I, I would love for you to walk me through that. You know, that would be really, really cool to see. Cause I sure. didn't know you could do that. Do a tutorial for us.
2: Mm, that'd be that'd be fun. I'm definitely <laughs> yeah. I'm putting Mixamo through its paces with the you know the stuff that I've been making and you know we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But sure, the Rococo yeah. is definitely an interesting bit of mocap because it's like yeah you know there's a couple hundred things on Mixamo but they're all very specific and about a quarter right. of them are all like hip hop dances
0: right <laughs> so.
1: Right. You know, I want to put it on while I play Beat Saber and see what happens. That'd be funny. Mm, there you yeah. go. Yeah, <clears throat> just see how absolutely ridiculous I look. But I've um, seen you play yeah. Beat Saber. It's absolutely ridiculous. You oh, do look yeah. weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I am weird. Um, VJ says, uh, you know, he got one of the suits a while back and um, was talking about how they changed the pricing of subscription for live streaming. And that's, that's one of the things that you can have as an option. You don't have Mm -hmm. to have it, but yeah, it's true. You you know, you do have to pay if you want to be able to live stream what you're doing. Like say you want to do a virtual character on Twitch or something and be like a virtual, you know, virtual YouTuber or whatever. Yeah. You have to have that for the streaming. But if you're doing basic capture that you're going to bring into cinema or something, you don't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to have that. So so that's good. Um, I would like to change, uh, to try the the live streaming stuff. But it does the suit does come with a year's worth yeah. now. So I guess we'll know by the end of that year whether or not we want to pay for Yeah, totally. More. So uh, we'll see. But the I'm other excited. I'm pumped. I'm pumped expensive. to get my hands
0: on it. I'm very <laughs> yeah. excited. I think it's going to be fun. But when it comes,
1: we're going to have to have a whole day that you and I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 To just be the day of, yeah, we'll just go out in the backyard and do a whole bunch of ridiculous,
4: right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> is it now? It's, is it wired or is it wireless? It's wired, right? No, it's no, wireless. It, it, I believe the new
1: one does Wi-Fi. So, really, yeah, I hmm. believe that's what it said. All right, I could be wrong, but yeah. I, I think that's the case with the new one. You'll have to, hmm.
2: uh you'll have to recreate Star Wars, kid. That oh old, that old video. Yes. <laughs>
1: Put that Star Wars energy. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Matt, can you recreate
0: that? Sure. Why not? You can do it, right? Yeah. Right, cool. Cool. I'll get you a broom. Yeah. I'll just bring my kids uh lightsaber. Oh, you get the real thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so we don't have
1: much more. Oh, we do need to, to recap this meetup. Yes. I had so much
0: FOMO. Yeah, dude. The, the meetup oh. was awesome. And we're, we're so thankful for both Maxon and Otoy for, you know, sponsoring the event and Otoy especially for holding that mega amazing after party. It that was after party. Was, Ugh, that after party man. like dwarfed just our regular meet up, I swear, you know. But yeah. it was cool like, you know, we all went to the park, you know, we had quite a few people show up. We were playing cornhole and hacky sack and spike ball and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. It was a cool excuse for all of us to get out and just like chill and everyone was saying how great it was that you know they finally got to do a meetup you know right and stuff and it's yeah it was it was absolutely great we had a really really good time and you know the after party that otoy put on was fantastic like there was food and music and you know such good conversation and uh, i was talking to uh tokyo megaplex we were just chatting and he said because they didn't have it on the Otoy rooftop because that rooftop was actually booked for that night. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess the owner of the 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 building had another rooftop across from it, yeah, and Tokyo Megaplex was like, there. it's like a massive flex to have a party where you can see the big sign on your building,
2: yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, because yeah. you have you have but, the con- you have the connections to get access to a yet a different rooftop, right? right 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 overlooks your rooftop it's like
0: hey look there's my building right there (laughs) yeah but it was cool yeah it was super cool and you know there was a bunch of people who came from out of town for the meetup and stuff you know it was great to see like chad and nick there you know and uh rev came all the way out a bunch of other people it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun yeah so we've been you know i i think jules wants to do a whole lot more meetups and stuff like that on the rooftops and stuff and it was just yeah it was it was really good so i think big shout out for them for sponsoring yeah like especially the outdoor ones the outdoor ones are great because it's like
2: you know right now especially right yeah you know (laughs) i
0: mean you get to get outside and hang out and you know you don't have to worry too much you can social distance very easily and stuff you don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about being in an indoor space you know and stuff like that so it's just it's good it's good yeah yeah. I I this is the
1: first Mograph meetup I ever missed and uh yeah. you know, got the newborn here, was doing some stuff with the fam for the weekend, all of that and mm-hmm. it's just you know, baby's a little too early for me to be leaving yeah right now and doing all that. <laughs> but uh I'll I'll be uh I'll be at the next one for sure. We're gonna yeah. be doing more of these in, in different forms. You yeah. know. We're gonna do some stuff that's just meetups. We'll do some stuff where there's actual speakers. We're gonna yeah. slowly just bring this back, and as the world is getting better, yeah, I don't know or not. I don't know. I don't know. But we'll just do what we can. We can, you know. We'll adapt. Yep. And um, it was so, so weird being in so LA, for-
0: especially like you know, because you got a mask everywhere and stuff and mm. then i came back to texas and i i got into <laughs> the you know the routine of masking up indoors and stuff like that and i'm like oh yeah you don't have to do anything here like nobody does that here <laughs> COVID's over in yeah. texas according to everyone
2: according to yeah. texas but according to according texas to today, yeah yeah i don't so. know about that in in <laughs> in actuality right yeah. I don't know. Well, it's which just is why I was saying
1: we'll we'll monitor what happens with the with the new
2: variant. The new and variant. Yes. Yeah. We'll we'll I see know. how the Greek alphabet uh <sighs> right. you know treats yeah. us th- th- throughout yep. the next couple of years. Um, <clears throat> yeah.
1: But uh we really don't have much more in, in the way of motion graphics this week because yeah. We're going to really hit it heavy into uh, crypto, crypto art, cryptocurrency,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, security, all of that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to address before we go into a long episode of The Drop?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the point of this. You know, we have, it, sometimes you have artists on that don't do NFTs, sometimes you do, and that's yeah. all right. So,. Whatever. Just one
2: one last little thing. If there's anyone yeah. who wants mm-hmm. to like know more about me, I've been on this podcast before. Episode two zero five was mm-hmm. the last time that I was on, and I think that might have been when we went over like my backstory and like yeah. the the usual new guest stuff, like favorite movie, favorite plug plugin, right. all that kind of jazz. Yeah. So if you uh, if you're new to either MoGraph or you're new to following my work, you can check that episode out. Um, that sort of predates NFTs, uh, at least not not literally predates it, but it predates it in the sense of, like, crypto art yeah. and MoGraph sort of having come together this year. So uh, give that yeah, a lesson. Yeah, and that's the other thing. The,
1: the the people that may not be into NFTs who don't necessarily listen to the second half of the show may be interested in hearing some of the security talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, for sure. So, you know, if, if you want to learn a little bit more about that and... Uh, authenticator apps and all that stay tuned so yeah totally well
0: let's yeah. uh let's go ahead and get into the drop, the drop, drop, drop. is this the my drop. this is exactly what i should be doing ah! what's up and welcome to those this week's episode of the drop your source for all things nft and crypto art as well as upcoming drops by donable people in the MoGraph industry i'm matt milstead joining me as always is dave cost and joining us this week is Gernge. hello known, also billy chicken so, well, however,
2: you know, I'm asked both.
0: Right, Gerns Burns. and
2: Billy are yes. here today. Depending yes. on which podcast you listen to, is which right. name yeah. is which right. name goes first, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. So uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into... Uh, we got a lot to talk about today because Billy's we here. Do. We're going to talk NFTs. We're going to talk lots of stuff. So um, let's uh, let's go ahead and get the big drops out of the way and sure, some sure. of the community drops as well. Um, so this week on Nifty Gateway, um, you got Nifty Gateway and Maker's Place regular uh, Jose Delbo um, former DC artist is doing a drop, uh, called Delbo poker open. So he's doing like a, uh, board apes inspired, I guess, game of poker, uh, open edition and okay. stuff like that. So yeah, cool. Uh, uh, he's very popular in the NFT space. He's been around for a while. So, you know, if you want to get on that, that's tonight. Um, then on the seventh tomorrow, Gabriel, uh, Jimenez. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but he's got a piece, uh, the piece on his Instagram is like a spoof off of girl with a pearl earring, you know? And so I think this is one of the pieces that he's doing for his drop, uh, tomorrow. So yeah. Um, next up, uh, December 8th, we've got Vills. Um, Vils is doing a drop. I can't remember. It uh, is, uh,
1: yeah. an explosion of some explosion.
0: sort. Yeah. And stuff looks. Uh, oh, didn't they do this? Uh, was this the same one that we were talking about the other day? Where it's like oh we're sure whether All it was audio. real or <laughs> fake or whatever. Oh yeah, there it is. Oh yes, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Super cool stuff. I, it's really pretty. I, I love, I love this stuff. So yeah, it looks really neat. Uh, so that's on the eighth, on the ninth. Uh, Andreas Vandersted um is doing a drop man. I love lades. this work. Yeah. Like lades lades, and rotations and stuff like that and you know that cool architectural stuff like uh, all of it. Very Ooh, nice pretty lion. work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So collectors and open editions that's cool. And then on the 10th we've got Ted Chin. Uh Ted Chin is doing a drop um very, you know, uh uh what's the word? ethereal Etherial. yeah yeah you yeah. Know? yeah yeah I dolphins agree. and stuff you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> dolphins in the sky <laughs> dolphins in the sky
2: Ted, Giant. ted's work is pretty interesting because it's like a mix of like photography but then the, there's obviously like composited elements into it like, right you know right. it'll be like a tree line with like a massive elephant like comped into mm-hmm. the sky or whatever which is a yeah. cool blend um
0: yeah ted's got some great work super super cool work i really like it
2: and then not um, not not listed on Nifty's site yet, just because I think of like the way that their calendar is set up. Mm-hmm. Um, on the eleventh, Ness has a drop. Oh, sweet! So that's, so that's Saturday. Mm. Yep. Awesome! So Thanks make,
0: for letting us know about that. Yeah, I'm
2: Yeah, I'm bought yeah. into his sort of ecosystem now, so that's something that I need to follow you know closely. Yeah, you bought one of the keys, right? Yeah, I got one of his collector keys. That's uh, it awesome. was. And an expensive jpeg which hopefully <laughs> will one serve as a store of value in the event yeah. that i need to liquidate it which uh-huh. i hope i don't need to but right. then two um <laughs> the key gets you access to when he does drops yeah. um the key like usually his nifty stuff is like each piece you hold of his gets you an, an entry and then sometimes yeah. The, yeah, there'll yeah. be like a separate um raffle pool for key holders yeah. Um and then like when he does stuff on OpenSea specifically that's for key holders. Mm-hmm. Um so it's like kind of an interesting um I've really liked following the way that he approaches the sort of mechanic and like gamification of NFT and crypto art. It's it's obviously yeah. it's all like motion graphics. It's like, you know, it's renders. It's not like a game. So when I say gamification, right. I don't mean like a literal game, but just no, no, like no. With the you. the mechanics and like um what you get as somebody who follows his work, like picking up on like the little stuff, like how he does drawings and Mm -hmm. like, at least for me, as I'm starting to ramp up myself, it's, um, it's a really interesting case study, you know, his work to follow, like, you know, he, his first drop, I believe was part of a group drop on Nifty, um, a gallery thing. I think it was ABV gallery. Mm hmm. Um, I want to say it was maybe February or March of this year. And then he's done a handful of individual drops um, on Nifty um, since then. And obviously other stuff on other platforms and like OpenSea and and all that. And um, sort of learning through through his work, learning more about like how to structure your collections. if If you're going to be taking this seriously for like a long-term sort of plan, like at least mm-hmm. I'm intending to, um there are considerations that you can do to set yourself up better in the beginning, like making a collection on OpenSea, minting stuff through there, because like when you be then later when you transition into doing edition stuff, it like OpenSea works better for tracking stuff like floor and historical pricing structure okay. versus yeah. just like a list of one of ones that are all sold on like say your foundation page or even yeah. like super rare like you know, you can look at the stats of somebody as an individual artist who's selling one of ones, but an OpenSea collection is an interesting way to aggregate all of that data. And like, um, depending on different smart contract related stuff that I'm still trying to learn and kind of get up to speed on, um, different ways of minting things on different sites, like those can all sort of integrate together. And, um, and then additionally, the transferring items between OpenSea and Nifty, um, if you do a lot of stuff on Nifty there mm-hmm. again, there are other considerations that you want to try to get underway um, f- for that transfer back and forth between Nifty and OpenSea. Cause like, you know, a lot of, whether you realize it or not, as somebody who follows Nifty, there are just as many pieces from Nifty drops on, on OpenSea that people have withdrawn. And that mm-hmm. sort of has its own yeah. pricing structure, you know, like mm-hmm. um, an open edition from you know, a, a Blake Catherine or a, you know, like fuck render or, or whoever, like there might be a different sort of economy on one platform yeah. versus the other. And, and those yeah. have different, those have different floors sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, there's just like, there's such a crazy amount more than just like, I'm just going to sit down and like noodle around in cinema and like spit out a render and yeah. then go like throw it up onto my rare or like foundation mm-hmm. or whatever, which to me it's, it's exciting cause it's like a whole new thing to learn and it's not something, it's not like I'm going to learn Python or I'm going to learn Houdini. Right. You know, it's, it's something like completely like not, I mean, it's on the computer, but it's not like the art itself. So mm-hmm. it's been like kind of a new, interesting hook to sort of like get up to speed on, you know?
0: Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I wish I had minted my foundation piece, my latest one on open like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel like it, I feel like well, rather than is on foundation. Yeah. Right? Rather on foundation yeah. because it, it, I feel like a lot of collectors aren't necessarily going to Rarible or foundation. Like they're sticking with the super rares, the maker's pla maker's places and the, the open seas, open seas. you know, I, I don't know. And you
1: have to have a following already and then say, here's my thing.
2: And it's on foundation. Right,
0: right, right, right. I mean, that's, uh, I don't
2: know. that's kind of the case with all of the platforms. Um, some of them do better job than others in terms of marketing. Like mm-hmm. SuperRare, for example, has a front page which has a variety of search filters. Like, you can sort it by, like, auctions ending soonest. You know, so that way, like, yeah. you know, if you're just a collector mm-hmm. and you're just kind of kicking around, as I assume they do for entertainment reasons, like, hey, let's just see what art's, you know, like, up today and like ending within the next hour or whatever. And, you know, they can throw, yeah. they can throw bids on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe foundation has a similar ending soon page. Mm-hmm. They it's do. Been, it's been yeah. very long since I've been on foundation. Um, I just hear a lot of artists that, that feel
1: like their stuff ends up getting lost when it gets on foundation mm-hmm. into the ether unless those people specifically know to come for it. Right? yeah not that that can't happen on the other platforms, but it just feels a little more hit for some reason feels a little more hidden on foundation
2: I yeah. mean that's that's absolutely the case on the, as a platform gets bigger, the mm-hmm. more its user base is going to be uploading stuff. Super air has the advantage of it being like an entirely closed ecosystem that they mm-hmm. only onboard people at the pace that they want to. whereas like I think right. Foundation still works off of the like if you sell something, you get an invite and then you can bring more people onto the platform model i Mm believe i believe that's how it still functions but even that it's 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 not in control of foundation themselves in terms of how fast the user base expands and thus as we saw in the february march sort of gold Mm -hmm. rush you know um hundreds if not thousands of artists flood into it every week and they're all clamoring for the same attention on this same very small front page which can only fit so much yeah um And that's no different on OpenSea. Um, The advantage to OpenSea, I think, is it feels a little bit more like it's a marketplace, Mm -hmm. and so when Mm -hmm. you when you have multiple, when you have many pieces, um, addition pieces and whatnot, all together into one page where people can sort of like track the floor price and like see like the buying history. Is there like a lot of activity on these items or or those items or whatever? um, That is the advantage. To OpenSea because it's sort of designed more around volume, um, mm-hmm. which I'm not there yet, but I'm planning on getting to that stage soon, mm-hmm. um, and so that's why I think OpenSea and Super Rare are going to be my focus. Um, Super Rare, obviously, for one of ones, it's a sought after platform that I had, su- you know, a really big successful debut on. Um, which, and it took you a while to get in there. Um, mm-hmm. It did in the sense that like I waited forever to apply because I've heard horror stories of people like, you know, waiting and (laughs) uh, I applied, you know, in January and then they emailed me back in September or like Mm -hmm. I've applied five times and I've never heard back at at anything. So I, I was discouraged from ever even applying. And then I applied on October, I think it was October 14th. And then I had heard back on the 27th. So it was like just under two weeks. That's good. That felt like a really, really fast turnaround from what I've heard historically is the case for everybody else. But I think... I feel like
0: you had already made your name in the space a little bit,
2: you know. I mean, maybe not necessarily in crypto itself, but like... I applied to super rare and I felt like I had an extremely strong body of work that I submitted. Cause like Mm -hmm. when you, when you apply to super rare, you make like a little selfie video, like introducing yourself and talking about whatever. And like, even in that video, I like, I framed myself like off to the side so that I could like superimpose like Mm -hmm. some of my renders or whatever. And like I layered that together in after effects. And then in addition to that, you have to upload like a Google drive link with you know some unreleased or unminted work, um, and I've been sitting. I've I've got probably six things that I could throw up that mm-hmm. I feel are all very strong, and I decided to go with um, that that big spaceship that I I had made. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And with that application, I also tweeted the the same like ten minutes later or whatever. I was like. Um, I'd have to go look back at how I phrased the tweet, but it was like, "Hey, super rare! Like, let's get this party started!" And like, I think this will do really well on the platform. So, like, you know, get back to me or whatever. You know, yeah. j- just cheeky. Just you know, yeah, yeah, y- yeah. You have to knock. You have to you know bang on people's doors, and you have to drum up the attention for yourself yeah. in this you smoozy Billy. Exactly. Schmoozy Billy, and- <laughs> you got to
1: catch the social media person at the right day, yep. at the right time, where they just happen to see it. Yep. You and- never know.
2: And thankfully, like you know, I, I feel like I've. Over years and years, I've positioned myself well within the artist community, being a, yeah. a, a well respected and like helpful, thoughtful, sort of friendly figure. And all the homies came out and, you know, retweeted mm-hmm. and sort of shared along and <laughs> even tagged yeah, yeah. their people at Super Rare when they would, when when they shared my submission. So it's not that I know exactly what. Caused yeah. me to be accepted. What well, was? They, yeah, they don't, they don't not disclose, sure what
0: the magic was. They but, don't disclose yeah.
2: that. They don't say like, oh, yeah. like your thing got five thousand views or like whatever. You know, right. there's none of that. It's just like, hey, welcome. Like, here's a bunch of onboarding stuff. Like, good job. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, yeah. So as far as actionable advice, if you're lo- looking to get onto Super Rare, I unfortunately can't really provide any because I applied one time. I feel like I got lucky, but I also had a very strong body of work and years of networking behind me that like you can't really shortcut a lot of that unless you have like a million plus or like some crazy, super high follow count, Mm -hmm. you know, or like a PR firm or like a Mm -hmm. rep or something. Like, I don't know.
1: And like Pedro says in the, in the chat here, you know, a lot of really great artists have great minted work and they just aren't that well known. So they don't sell. And I, that's a reason that I think doing the gamification thing kind of helps. It, it really helps you stand out. You know, you kind of got to have a, you got to have a hook, you know, because it's, it were, we're just basically approaching the same territory as Instagram was a couple of years ago, where mm-hmm. it's just all these artists flooding in everything. And it's like, how do you even mm-hmm. distinguish yourself? You know, mm-hmm. you've got to do certain things to um, let yourself be known or do stuff on social or gamify it, or whatever. And, uh, and RadScience has said something about the, the OpenSea servers. I guess it crashes a lot. Oh, I yeah. haven't really all noticed. OpenSea goes time. down um,
2: continuously because it is the de facto platform for all of these, like, 10K profile pick things. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, like, with there's so many of those nowadays that there are some days where, like, three or four of them will all release on, like, the same afternoon. And it's just, like, way too much web traffic, you know. Like, basically any yeah. large project with, like, a... like with you know a couple 10,000 people or whatever the fans all trying to pile in like the site just collapses right um, so it's a, a yeah. bit of a joke considering how much um, sales traffic goes to that site then <laughs> right. even though they take the smallest cut at 2.5% they absolutely should in theory have the resources to be able to accommodate that Again, yeah. I know software development, web development's not you can't just like snap your fingers and throw money at yeah. it because like new territory. Right, exactly. But yeah. that being said, OpenSea was built years ago during like the sort of slump, you know, like the previous crypto like down cycle. And mm-hmm. so they absolutely had have had time on their side. It's just there's just so much activity nowadays that I don't think really any website uh, well, I shouldn't say any website, because like Nifty just handled the POC drop extremely well. Yeah. Um, which we'll talk about, you know, in a second. Uh Matt, let's do the rest of the uh the wheat drops real quick.
0: Yeah. And yeah, come yeah. Back around. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. next up is Maker's Place. Um uh tonight uh, there's an artist by the name of Rick Ignition um is doing a drop called aurora ex which i, I really like this it's like this uh the Ooh. pixel video gaming type stuff yeah super cool stuff really like it you know and then uh tomorrow uh resist
1: rarzo rariz i'm probably
0: messing that up and i'm sorry um evolution gan is the name of the uh the piece Ooh, so, really cool. cool stuff yeah, yeah. messing yeah. with my head i know right super it's cool very... like really trippy you know really fun stuff so cool art very cool art i really like it it's almost it's like almost the got that... the google uh the... oh, um, deep dream deep dream it's yeah. like
1: kind of like deep dream but yeah. it's also kind of like um oh gosh you know like when people play with like messed up iframes mm-hmm. and stuff to do that kind of glitchy effect or yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah it's cool super cool stuff
1: yeah very um, brandon Parvini, right <laughs> uh in that technical aspect i guess yeah uh, this is really cool yeah super cool uh
0: then on the mm. eighth uh original plan uh i i guess original plan is one of the early people into the nft space um and is a like a physical artist as well as digital so uh, they're doing a drop on Maker's Place on the 8th, which is cool. Good stuff. Cool, cool. And then on the 10th, uh, Marat Sengjiner, Sengjiner, I always mess this Saint-Gener. thing up. Yeah, I'm Saint-Gener. always. Um, Is doing a drop on the 10th uh, called Refractions. Uh, really neat stuff, super glitchy and, you know, fun mixture of, uh, I guess, like, realistic stuff. mm weird
1: ethereal I like the, yeah. the CG people yeah yeah, yeah 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 doing doing things
0: it's interesting i like the so, guy with
1: the vr helmet yeah it's funny
0: so yeah that's hmm. it for maker's I place like um next up on the community drops um gustav <clears throat> gustav is um uh we mentioned him last week but uh his drop uh, drops uh this week uh starts yeah, in just 22 reminder. hours so just a reminder that yeah. that one is going it's cool. Really pretty stuff. I love Gustav's stuff. I think it's great. Um, and then next up, we've got Adam Tubach um, says uh, an email says, hey, guys, I'm not sure if I understood correct. Oh, yeah. Because uh, last week I said, if you want oh, us yeah. to uh, shill it on the show. And that's then he, right. I think his uh, his uh, uh, subject line was shill my work or something. Yeah, <laughs> It was funny. He's like, Th- I kn- yeah, he's he's like, like this yeah, is not this not the best so line, gross but... of a way to ask or something like that. Right. It was pretty funny. Uh, hey guys, I'm not sure I understood correctly but during your last stream you mentioned that we could send you an email with our NFT drops. Yes, totally do that. Info at mo-graph.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh When they have dropped a while ago now but I'm really bad at the Twitter game and mingling with collectors so uh, hanging out in the Get Nifty group uh, or with Dizzy Viper is more of my stick, so I haven't sold that far but yeah here's uh, Adam's uh, work um, It's on Foundation Pretty. Uh, Really good stuff, super cool stuff yeah, yeah i really like, I like it the, I like you know what i think i've seen some of these some of these before like the one of uh, the guy sitting on the curb i'm pretty sure i saw that on the get nifty uh uh oh the discord. facebook page or something or yeah, discord discord yeah, yeah. super yeah. cool stuff really pretty so yeah, yeah. go buy go uh, go buy adam's stuff there you go <laughs> yeah uh that's so, it for the drop. If you've got a drop uh that you want us to shill on the show, uh hit us up in info at uh MoGraph.com and uh we'll 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 uh we'll shill it on the show. Is there another word yeah. for shilling? Promote. Know, that's the, oh, promote. promote. Yeah, promote it on the show. There we go. Much better. Yeah, but I like shilling. I don't like
1: shilling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean we're you know, we're blatantly shilling your stuff. <laughs>
2: We don't care. Send yeah. it over. Yeah. There's, there's so. a lot of words that are like that. Like, um, yeah. even when I was advertising my super rare, I, mm-hmm. I, I use the word debut and not Genesis, uh-huh. even though right. I understand like Genesis is a word. It relates to crypto. Like right. for example, the very first block on the Bitcoin blockchain is called the Genesis block, which is like mm-hmm. the, the very, literally the very first bitcoins. I understand the historical context and application of the word in now bringing it over to the art side. I just still don't like it, so I just use yeah. the word debut. Yeah,
1: yeah. Genesis
2: does. What? No. There you go. No. Yeah, the the oh, the eighties oh. kids. Genesis does. What Nintendo don't?
0: Oh, I don't remember that.
2: I'm too young Aww. to to have experienced those, but I know it from like random YouTube like historical g- game <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I feel old. How old are you, Billy? Now I feel I'm thirty. No,
0: you're only thirty, I thought you were a little bit older than Did that, not that. No, I, wow. I don't know that i turned thirty this past summer r h you're a baby well. <laughs> <laughs> I turned thirty nine uh, on uh on uh Friday Well, hell yeah, yeah. Was, I hope that
2: you know that went well. you were out traveling right in yeah I
0: was i was at Di- i i spent my day at disney uh at Disneyland, so it was the best birthday i've ever had in my life right I was just about was, to say which I don't was think good
2: you can't ask for Did a whole lot the, more.
1: Yeah. Did you get the pin or, or whatever? Did you wear the pin at Disney no, when it's your birthday? A- a- Amy
0: wanted to me to get the, the it's my birthday. The thing is, I just hate lines. I hate them so much. You know. I, I and did and it. there was a line there was a line just for, you know, talking to the people so you could get a pin and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't I would much rather, you know, spend my time waiting in a line for a ride than waiting in a line for a pin. You know? Yeah, but
1: it's because, cool like they'll just come up and be like, Hey you want a free ice cream?
0: Yeah. it's your birthday? Like yeah. they'll do stuff like that. It's it's all right. I I yeah. I don't I don't really care
2: about that anymore. Yeah. You if know? you have the pin, do you get harassed by like the cast members or whatever? Well,
0: they'll tell you happy birthday. Way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: I just you yeah. know it's I'm, cool. Anytime I think of a public birthday, I think of like the Applebee's where they like dance and they bring, <laughs> no, they, they bring out like a cake <laughs> or whatever. I just yeah. If yeah. my brain defaults to any sort of public event birthday. That's yeah. the treatment. Right.
1: Yeah. No, they'll just be, like, walking by, you know, some cast member. Well, oh, happy go, birthday. birthday yeah. Or, here, have an ice cream. Like, it's really... Yeah, When it's just cool we, went
0: like to, we went to Disney World on our honeymoon, me and my wife, and uh, we were wearing the just married ones, and we were ordering ice cream. Or, we were ordering a water and add an ice cream thing, and they're like, oh, what kind of flavor do you want? Here, uh, congratulations on getting married and stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so... That's how things so go. let's talk about uh let's
1: talk about some security real quick and then and then we'll get into and uh, unless you want to go in a different order, Billy.
0: It's up to you.
2: Um I've it's got your I've got <laughs> it's my show. I appreciate that. Um I came prepared with a very long uh notepad list. Um and on yeah. that is I knew
0: we wouldn't have to prepare for this show. I yeah. was I, I was right. just gonna sit back and let you run the whole thing.
2: Um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. If we want to talk about security, I can jump to my NFT no, influencers. let's just go in order. Okay, cool. Let's go, go in order. Gotcha. Yeah, it's your show. Um, I, we'll touch on security, and I've got a, an actionable Twitter thread for people if they want to learn more, like to get advice that they, they can come back to. Okay. Um, all right. So I guess the first thing on my list is my items, um, of course. So if you weren't, um, or if you're kind of... Not a close follower of me specifically. Um, if you pop over to my super rare page, um, Dave, if we want to just just real quickly oh, yeah, sure. show. Hopefully, the links are accessible for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, here you go. I got you. So we should I reset the size. It's five hundred,
1: five hundred x. Let me just tone that down before I bring it in. Here we go.
2: Oh yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see <laughs> okay. on super rare that uh, widescreen work shows up very small anyway. Yeah, right. I hate um, that. Yeah, which is a little a little lame, but yeah, so this was my debut on Super Rare about a month ago. I think you can full screen the video. I think if you hover oh, over good. it. Oh, okay, good. Here, um, oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, so we get we got this nice big old spaceship. Uh it's kind of doing its thing. Um mm-hmm. uh, this is a series that I would like to explore more different spaceships and different locations. Um in the future as I like develop and get more time, you know, to work on to work on these. I like to think of this as like some sort of industrial kind of like a city, like a working class. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's a spaceship that's so big that people like live on it and industry and commerce all take place. in this big spaceship that's in orbit. Um, Mm -hmm. and you can, I just sort of made it that you watch it on repeat and you can, each time you can sort of follow a different spaceship. Um, Right. There's like this little freight one down here. Yeah. Like with the little shipping, the shipping crates that sort of give you an idea of like what the scope and what the size of this, this, uh, the ship is, um, or this station is. Um, and additionally, if you, if you're a viewer and you get a chance to listen to it with audio, there's a really beautiful, simple, but really beautiful piano track that, um, my partner's brother, he, uh, had composed this and, uh, let me use it and, could not have fit the vibe better um Mm -hmm. at least for me it's like sort of 2001 space odyssey-esque where it's like a really simple only a handful of piano (laughs) notes can go a really long way with spaceships um that's one simple trick uh for you uh but uh that went off a way bigger success than i would have ever anticipated i -hmm. listed it as a reserve of 2.5 and Mm -hmm. i thought in my head like um uh, you know, it'd be cool to get like four, like, you know, yeah. anything five or anything above five, like, I, I'm not going to get greedy in like, of course, like we all want to sell f- our first piece for like 420 ETH. Cause of right. course not right. right. But like, that's not realistic. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. not realistic. So I thought, you know, anything above five is going to be a way above expectation. And, and it, it wound up, um, it was like around three, three point something as mm-hmm. the timer was about to wind down. And SuperRare is one of the platforms that in the final 15 minutes, bids extend the auction and that happened uh, a, routine quite a few times, quite a few times. Right. And we were even fun to
0: watch. We were watching it live. Yeah. Yeah. We we
2: were on discord. Yeah. yeah, We were, we were hanging out and, you know, I had Erica over on the, you know, the couch next to me and, you know, any one of us would refresh the page and see that there was a bid first. (laughs) And it was like this really exciting flurry for like, you know, about an hour Mm -hmm. as the, as the extension kept going. So that was, um, way bigger than I, I really, uh, Would have ever expected, and that one event happening seems to, at least on paper, have totally redirected my um, my path for the next year. Because through through that came a good amount of attention and a a handful of other little discords that I'm in um, pertaining to NFT and like crypto stuff. Mm -hmm. And I I was approached by some people and sort of proposed with some really cool opportunities, um, two of which I can't exactly fully really say, but like one of them is uh, a a drop that is on a website that's not OpenSea or super rare. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really (laughs) all I can say currently Mm -hmm. and uh, that'll be maybe early January. We'll see. Um, And then alongside of that, or sort of maybe um, unrelated, but still stemming from this uh, successful sale of Cygnus, um, spaceship piece there's a a, a opportunity to be a part of a gallery um which like like a a real life thing obviously involving like nft and crypto art but like it'll be a physical like irl thing which you know i think a lot of us even before nfts we thought like oh it'd be cool to do like a digital art show or or whatever at least you know that's something that i've kicked around in my head and have no way of sort of handling the logistics or like even really knowing how to arrange any of that or who to get in contact with. It's just one of those like small little things that like, Oh, that'd be a cool to be, to be involved in or, or, or do mm-hmm. someday. And, you know, potentially being able to check that off like a little artistic bucket list, um, is a really exciting proposition, which, you know, both of those stem directly from the attention that this sale has, you know, gotten me. Um, yeah. Um have you talked put, to
0: any of the people like have you were you in conversation with any of the the people who were bidding on your piece Not like w- I'm curious why like what it was I mean other than mm. that it's a fantastic piece you know Yeah yeah like, so what 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 was the bidding war
2: you know
1: Yeah and were they like already a follower yeah, yeah. did they just you know all of that
2: Yeah so the the winning bidder uh 0x22 is a a somewhat notable collector or quite notable collector on, on super rare. Mm -hmm. Um, I gone through their profile and checked out some of the other stuff that they had uh, acquired before, you know, even I'd ever even listed anything there. Um, I somehow had come, come across their page, just searching through other artists who had, had sold stuff. So Mm -hmm. I was a little aware of, of that person and um, haven't had a direct conversation with them, but have had ongoing conversation while the bidding was happening with um, another one of the people who was in the running, uh, Mm -hmm. Patty Stash. His uh, other internet name is um, Not Today, No, No. Okay. Um, So he was was one of the other people who had bid, and um, I'd been aware of him from over the summer on Maker's Place. Um, He's one of the the big collectors on on that platform, and I think he's got some of, like, Aryev's stuff, and Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. a piece from, like, Ryan Talbot, um, possibly. But in any case, I'd um, come across them as well and um, struck up a conversation with them while the bidding, either while the bidding was happening or just after it had closed. Um, and yeah, I, I think there was one other person, but I, I don't remember if they had like a Twitter um, actively uh, while the bidding was happening. But but yeah, addition... Mm-hmm. Um, um, in addition to those uh, or t- to that activity on Super Rare the other stuff that I've sold on uh, OpenSea um, which that should be the second link um, mm-hmm. so this is my sort of ongoing sort of cyberpunk city stuff um, so w- the first one stemmed from um, uh, it was like a remix an animated version of one of my lights camera render Mm-hmm. yeah uh, Projects, you know, from earlier, from the start of the year. And so, um, uh, my very, very first sale was, was a thing that a gallery that we did in the, the get nifty discord, right. Um, the distorted reality, which was a, a thing that was minted through the sevens foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a bit on that like one, one week sort of earlier, like mid October, I think, uh, as a, a bunch of other people did on the Facebook page, there's some sort of like, twitter website or, or a group or somebody who put bids on like maybe five or ten people's things and that sort of kicked off um some conversations that i had and and in, in, in a, a discord server where um not this piece that we're watching here but um the, the piece that had sold i think the bid was 0.33 which mm-hmm. i thought was you know it's on the low end that was like i think maybe 1300 dollars at the time based on what eth was and you know, I was like, man, I, I feel like this is low for an animated piece. What should I do? Um, and some people, uh, actually a couple of people uh, reached out to me from that server and were like, Hey, you know, this is a cool piece. Like I could, you know, bump up the bid and kind of get you kickstarted. And I thought that was like just super awesome. And and from that kind of, I put together, um, a page on my website of just like unreleased stuff that I hadn't done anything with. And, um, uh, one of the collectors was like, "Hey, like, I really like that that you know that 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 render from LCR that we just had you know looping on the screen." So we kind of oh
1: oh uh, by the way, I just wanted to mention, and Joe Joe was
2: mentioning this in the chat too. Uh-huh. The uh, the mm-hmm. shout out to the drop right yep. here, yeah, yeah. Here. yeah. So uh, yeah. we're yeah we're sort of uh, <laughs> time is a flat circle. Uh, right now mm-hmm. we're on the drop and we're featuring this little uh, this little <laughs> Easter egg. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm it's just so meta. I'm just trying to. <laughs> build like a little world with, with these, these renders. And if you want to pull up the second one, yeah. Um, so far they've just been like a character and some sort of like, you know, city sort of backdrop. Um, just kind of going off of, um, what is a realistic amount of stuff to get done in like a week, like a couple days, you know, kind of put together some kit bash stuff, um, you know, make mm-hmm. some small little animations like the lights and let like the little billboards in the background, uh, a little bit of Mixamo, you know. I I think that's a a very realistic thing to get done in a couple days time. Uh, you know, yeah. say like a week, week and a half with render and comp. Um and so yeah, those those two are up on uh the OpenSea and, you know, thankfully, you know, saw some success. <clears throat> Yeah, um, making. Myself- I'm looking at some of these. Um, I'm sorry.
1: I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to see what other Easter eggs you have in yeah. here. Is this your alien um, in the back there? So
2: I yeah. So those are the visitors. Um, yeah, the visitor. The, yeah, I don't own any of those, but I asked in the Slack. I was like, Hey, anybody who's got visitors, like you know, post okay. post them up. Uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> certain NFTs you get the ability to like use commercially or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah. will tie into another topic later on in my little yeah. uh, notes thing. Um, yeah so so visitors is one of those like as are the board apes um mm-hmm. and my ape is on the left mm-hmm. hand side underneath the neon sign that says exchange it's um, like graffitied onto the wall Oh that's funny. Um, oh yeah, okay that, wow that is there's that's an easter egg. Th- yeah there's there's a lot of stuff in there and like the gr- <laughs> the green the green neon sign that's in like the middle third um it's mm-hmm. sort of like up above the, it's in between the two cars um mm-hmm. That number ninety four thirty eight. That's the number of my ape. So that's like another thing. That's mm. kind of a reoccurring gotcha. theme. Um, is this
1: a, car? Is it, is this your? Don't you have not specifically this car? Don't you have this model car? Don't you own um,
2: this or am I am the I, previous I, I one? Completely the, wrong. the previous one was a one that I had. I had made that one. That car right there is just like a CG trader. You know, just like an asset, oh, okay. kind of whatever. Which right. you know, it's a mix of making stuff. You know, on your own and, and sourcing assets and even within just sourcing assets, I think there's an art to making everything mesh together, you know, tweaking materials and obviously like the composition of, you know, the the shot or whatever goes a long way to um, allowing these things to sort of take on the right amount of attention, um, you know, or or not. Um, So those are the first two pieces. Those were both one of ones. Why, uh,
0: if I can ask, why did you decide to mint those on OpenSea versus going through Super Rare once you were finally on there?
2: Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, like I was saying, with the advantage of OpenSea being a really good collection page for doing high volume amount of like a a large edition size of minting, that's Mm -hmm. where I would like to get to over the next year. And so um, I wanted to make the collections page, which Dave, if you can, if you can pull that back up, just the OpenSea collection slash Gernge, you can see like, if you can, if you can envision this a couple months into the future where I've done a handful of edition pieces, um, Mm -hmm. I think if you scroll up, there'll be stats at the top of the page. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, Mm -hmm. so there's like volume, um, traded. There's a floor price for like, in the future, when things are listed and resold, you can right. sort of you can track. It becomes a little bit more like an, an economic marketplace, uh, an okay. open an open sea collection. And so, t- to answer you very directly, that's why those two have been minted there because as I plan on doing a couple pieces a month, you know, fingers crossed. That's an right. ambitious you know that's an ambitious timeline, but fingers crossed. I would like to do my next piece, which. Dave, if you can pull up, it's the Dropbox link that I sent on the um Oh okay cool. The Skype. It's it gotcha. said like next mint. Um this will mm-hmm. be hopefully in a week or two, once I get some stuff settled with Manifold, which is a um a custom smart contract um mm-hmm. website. This I would like to do as an addition mm. of ten at a at a uh, each one will be cheaper, but in some it will net more Eth than just listing as a one of one, right? Um, and then you know, hopefully, of course, it affords people who want to get in and start to flip stuff and and sort of build traction on secondary, mm-hmm. um, you know, secondary resales. Which again, on OpenSea, you can specify what royalty percent you get. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this in the very long term, trying to make it a big picture, like over the next year, trying to build. A lot. So, you know, there is a good amount of thought and consideration that goes into what to mint, where to mint it, how mm. much to mint, what price, et cetera. Right. Which right. I, I'm not going to profess myself to be an expert at any of that at this point, but I can see the ups and the pros and cons of the different marketplaces. And I think, based on my goals with the addition pieces, an OpenSea collection gets you. A lot of benefit versus mm-hmm. only just doing one of ones, um, which, right. yes, those two, which were minted as one of ones, those could have very well sold on like a foundation or a, a super rare or whatever. But those being the start, which kind of kick off the series, even though they might not be, you know, a year from now they might not be the the visually the coolest pieces because like, I'm going to want to continue to push it further and further and, you know, make the artwork better and more interesting each time they will sort of serve as like a halo of like, this is where things began. And hopefully, obviously fingers crossed, hopefully for the two people who have um, collected each of those one of ones, you know, that will pay off, you know, them having gotten a pretty sweet deal on what could potentially be, you know, a cheap one of one, you know, a year from now Mm. or two years from now, you know, that's obviously, yeah we want two to make,
0: years from now is 10 years in nft
2: times yeah, right. right i mean who knows and and you know the crypto market could fall out from out out from underneath us who knows and so really mm-hmm. you just have to act on what is the data right now sort of point what direction does that point us in and mm-hmm. no, knowing that nothing's set in stone of course um mm-hmm. and just trying to plan for the future um plan for um I think the goal for many people should be to be bumping up like secondary activity because with that comes the art getting into more people's hands mm-hmm. and with that comes a larger following, which it's sort of like a, a self-fulfilling cycle, you know. It's like more people who come across your work who have bought and sold and traded it means more people talking about it, which means more Attention, yeah. which drives the price on everything up. So it's like, in big picture terms, it's like, there's a lot more than just like, I'm going to sit down and hammer something out in cinema and just list it, throw it up on foundation for one ETH, and like, you know, pay my 150 bucks to mint it or whatever, and then just move on to the next thing. There's like, if you want to put the attention into sort of, I guess, kind of making a business plan, um, an NFT business plan, there's a lot of room there to to find success. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: We had bots on this stream. (laughs) Mm. It's funny because like they, they, they bought a link and then it goes up in the stream and you can't actually click on it. Mm. So it's completely pointless.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Jokes on them.
1: Yeah. Um, So um, let's see, I'm looking through here. Uh, Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Why did you choose? uh
2: nine by 16 for that piece oh the 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 preview one the next one Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm just trying to mix it up you know um i've seen other people post like a variety you know a reference i'll always refer to ness you know often Mm -hmm. um just because he's a really successful artist and has pushed things in a very similar fashion you know to me like cyberpunk c4d octane redshift kind of whatever like they're they're similar but of course different enough i think we each have a different artistic voice but Mm -hmm. there's so much to gain from studying him he doesn't work in just one format one ratio and i think that's a good thing to keep in mind i've never personally ever done anything in nine by 16 up until this point like i'd never just like oh thought like oh that's going to be a good idea because it's a the pain, like I have one of my monitors like stacked vertically now so that I can like actually see my dang render view, like in full, <laughs> you know, yeah. full size. And I know a lot of us groan when a client request comes in, like, Hey, can we format this for nine by 16? And it's like, Oh, it means they got to squash a bunch of stuff into the middle so that I'll be able to crop it and do a, this, that, and the other. And then they come back and say, Oh, we also need four by five. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so just sort of, starting each piece with a ratio in mind um, based on like uh, Pinterest references and like putting together a little mood board on like pure ref or whatever. I kind of get a vibe for like what I think the composition is going to be or what like, um, you know, just sort of writing out like a one sentence idea in my head. Um, You know, like the one that we've just previewed, I think of, you know, this this lady who I haven't named the character yet, but like she's some sort of like hacker type character and like she's working with a friend or some like an associate or whatever. And that person like disappeared. And that's why she's pacing around the room, like on mm-hmm. like a little phone, like figuring out like, you know, I'll write, I'll write and develop the idea more, but it's like, was something supposed to happen and it didn't, did somebody disappear? Like, you know, like just sort of piecing together this, this story and, yeah, it's, it can seem silly to do that for like a daily render, but like I'm spending like a week or so on these, and you know, writing the description is an important part of an NFT because it's the text mm-hmm. that gets attached to it and sure. it gets mm-hmm. you know gets associated with with that token. And so, for me, if I can imagine what a year into the future looks like, having done you know a dozen of these or a couple dozen of them, whatever. Um, there's different characters. There's sort storylines that have crossed and, like, connected and, you know, diverged apart from one another. Um, you know, as I introduce more characters, characters might meet and, like, have a, you know, there might be a, a piece, you know, the ninth piece might be, it might feature the characters from piece number three and piece number five or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like, just, again, trying to yeah. set a, a little bit of a business plan with a little bit of a story flow not super rigid you know i'm developing it as i go i'm you know kind of
1: like what ryan talbot's doing with with his yeah. yeah. they're always those little robots Mm -hmm. are on a journey and these Mm -hmm. are their adventures and the places that they visit
2: yeah yeah so ryan's another good you know point of reference where he's got you know lily the little robot and there's like tank and there's tread and they you know they they meet up and they've got these little antics and little you know scenes where they they come together and um, the
1: balloon scene oh man that's
2: literally hanging up in in our bedroom yeah, it's electronic. I mean it, I that. he's he's he, he's case. making beautiful work and you know between his color palette and the little robot characters you can be you can begin to recognize Ryan which um
4: mm-hmm.
2: I have felt being a commercial mograph artist freelancing I don't really have a visual style because my style is going to yeah I'm rendering whatever like Google or Microsoft or whoever right, whatever yeah. the client wants you know that's yeah, in a small way, me as an artist is speaking through some of that decision-making process as I'm making the art, but it doesn't come through in the art itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if ever, and so, um, yeah, being, having the ability to explore that, I think is cool. You know, I I played D and D and like other tabletop RPG games, and so it's like the idea of like having to make a character on the spot and like populate some sort of backstory, what what they do who they associate with, whatever is mm-hmm. um, a creative muscle that I have a little bit of experience, you know, like having done. And so mm-hmm. being able to apply that to the art, obviously in like cyberpunk sort of themed stuff is of course, you know, a lot of people do it, but I'm trying to put my own little spin on it and sort of build a narrative, build this little world with, you know, cyber and city, which is where all of these pieces take place. And, you know, eventually I'll have enough of them built up where I'll probably draw like a little map just to try to give myself like a reference point of like where things are located in the city right. and like how things connect, just trying to think forward. Cause you know, it's always annoying where people, you know, you get a comment where it's like, um, for example, like Tom Coben, he did like that bowling alley machine and people were mm-hmm. like, well, there's no power mm-hmm. cord to power the robot. You <laughs> right, know, yeah. like there's going to be some version of that that's going to bother me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, six months from now, like, so and so is going to be like, oh, I thought this building was, was in so and so. And like, comic book guy comes along. He's yeah. like, um, excuse me. Yeah. And so I, I want to. <laughs> Anytime that it, happens, a wizard did a it. A wizard did it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try to jump a step ahead of that. So I made like a little artboard um, on Miro, which is mm-hmm. like a, a really cool online artboard. Yeah. Storyboarding, or not storyboarding, mood board thing where i got like You're links things yeah i've got i've yeah. got links and like little you know text blurbs sort of written out um just jotting down like as a virtual notepad with like links and reference inspiration imagery um this that way as i build out you know as a as a larger project um trying to just kind of keep keep track on things and who knows you know None of us can say if it is or isn't realistic but like a few years from now it might be IP that I'm able to leverage you mm-hmm. know like right. um that's something that Ryan Summers talked about the first camp mograph um you know we we uh, my collective friends and I in Detroit you know we go under the name Boxfort we did the opening title sequence to um Half res, uh motion mm-hmm. graphics event in Chicago
4: mm-hmm.
2: and you know Ryan's point was like, we created a bunch of little characters for that spot and we continue to do so with our own like collaborative sort of short form animation. Mm -hmm. And that is IP that you are able to leverage as an artist when you make your own, you you create your own unique stuff. Um, You can try to not just, you know, uh, profit. I mean, profit in the philosophical sense, not just directly like, you know, selling it. But you're able to profit or leverage that creation in more than just, like, whatever its original distribution medium was for. Like, if if you made it as a video to post to Instagram, there might be, you know, who who knows? EJ might get into, like, making toy figurines, you know, Mm -hmm. for his little, you know, his little characters Mm -hmm. on Super Rare someday. Yeah,
0: he has been doing that, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Scott made him
2: one, right? Yeah. 3D printed it or
1: something? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's cool.
2: So I, I think... Whether you're into NFTs themselves or not, um, mm-hmm. this sort of change in thinking of of what, what does me being able to make my own art and sell it as itself, what else what other doors can that open for me? You know, which is not mm-hmm. something that we're trained to think about when you just like work at a day rate freelancing for like a studio or you know, you do direct to client work or if you're a staff employee And you're just, you know, showing up and, you know, doing your thing, working for the man every day. Mm -hmm. This is not anything that we get taught. Um, Right. And for me, I didn't learn any of that in school. You know, I, you know, my college education for, for MoGraph was like, all right, this is like the bevel tool in Maya or whatever. It was like, it was very just like instructional. Like this is the software. There was no art theory. There was no like artistic business. No mm-hmm. marketing 101. Right. like there was none of that. It was just like here's the software, use it like right. good, good luck you know
1: it's almost along the same lines of what happens when you go to high school, and everybody tells you you got to learn algebra, but they
2: don't teach you how to do taxes mm-hmm. right <laughs> yeah right. I would much rather learn how to make a, a, a Excel spreadsheet which has a couple sum functions built into it so that I can mm-hmm. like make some categories and like columns and like add stuff together or like format something like that th- than learning the freaking quadratic equation or whatever, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a whole nother art to it. And I'm guessing that that's going to be something that comes to schools. I mean, even when I was in school, it wasn't motion graphics. It was like, here's 3d
0: I'll be right animation. Back, guys. Sorry. And <laughs> this is his usual break. <laughs> uh, I thought I was going to be able to make it the whole show, and I'm didn't sorry. No, nope, I'll be the, right back. The emodium didn't work.
1: No. Nope. <laughs> um, when we, well, when I was in school, anyway, there there wasn't motion graphics. The 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 term had not been coined. The mm-hmm. coin had not. The, yeah. So the only class I really took on anything like that was like 3D Max, and I already mm-hmm. knew how to use 3D Max, so it was kind of pointless. They're like, here, just come back at the end of the semester with a project.
2: Right, and no. turn it in and then you're done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And
1: and I I did that or whatever, but there was nothing about motion graphics or doing text and, and how to format it correctly and the color theory that goes along with it, any of that stuff. And and I'm hoping that this this is something that kind of works its way into universities uh or classes online or whatever it is, right? Where you can actually like learn how you should deal with the business of being an artist. So
2: yeah. I mean, you know, you. I think if you if you get a job coming out of school, you know, like a, a full-time position at a studio or whatever, which is still what I recommend personally, like, because you, you learn how to, like, work alongside producers and, like, if there's, like, a creative director or something there, you start to get a sense for, like, what, like, the hierarchy within the, like, MoGraph is, which... Yeah, it can be annoying, and you know a lot of us will complain about like the hovering art director or whatever. But like, <laughs> yeah. un- just understanding the structure of the industry is not something that you can learn just like on your own from like a YouTube tutorial or like your GSG or whatever, and then like you just jump into the freelance world. Um, personally, I'll I s- live it right. Personally, hmm. I still feel like having some sort of full time position, even if if it's a junior or like you know internship, whatever. I think that's all really valuable, so that's like kind of your first step and then, if you want to jump to freelance, you have to like you get thrown into the deep end and you're forced to learn like all this business stuff, like doing my own accounting or not like not filing my taxes, but just like doing a budget right. and figuring out like how much money do I have to make per month to cover my whatever what my rate is, et cetera so like you start to learn that the that sort of business stuff out of necessity, jumping freelance, but now I think this jump to NFT ship, whatever is almost like the, it's another step forward in terms of like becoming a proper entrepreneur, you know, where you have to be your own marketing department. You have to be your own manager, like responding to inquiries or like figuring out like what your next, next project's going to be. What, what's your, what's the roadmap, you know, like roadmaps a, a real fun term uh, within yeah. NFT projects and stuff. And so, yeah like it's basically a business plan you know if you if you wanted to open a restaurant or whatever like you'd you'd have to write out a business plan which spans the first couple years you know like what where am I going to get property who am I going to hire who's gonna be able to do the things that I can't do you know like that's those are things that go into a, a real business plan and they're very much are real equivalents to those same ideas you know trying to really in earnest take nft art successfully or seriously in in finding success you know like i've had a couple of people joke and say like oh so like you know you don't work anymore or whatever and it's <laughs> like i i honestly work now more than i i ever did on most projects and mm-hmm. you know aside from like crunch week when you're like about to deliver like a really huge job and like you're literally not sleeping like yeah because those unfortunately happen but like i'm just like one i'm like a half step under that where like i'm I'm only sleeping like a couple hours uh, a night right now where I'm in this like go, 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 go phase, like trying to build up momentum. um, Cause it's almost like restarting, you know, like I just freelanced for four years. And, you know, initially it's like this sort of panic, this surge of like, okay, like I got to, I have to, I have to find out how to be successful. You know, how do I get clients? Who's going to reach out to me to get jobs and whatever and taking yeah you got to be selling yourself right and- so taking a step out of that to now focus on nfts i it's like i'm i'm back at like level you know one or like level you know 0. 0.5 or whatever where mm-hmm. i gotta i gotta step back up the the ladder to get back to that like comfortable you know like you can i don't want to say like you're relaxed because i don't think any of us are ever really relaxed <laughs> but like true you know uh there's a, a bit of a grind and you know, there's some time that if you put in, I genuinely do think that you'll, you'll get a successful return on, um, you know, just really trying to make content as much as you can. That represents you is the most important thing. And that can believe me. I, I don't fully even know what that means. I'm just making stuff and
4: mm-hmm.
2: a handful of people have vibed with it and have mm-hmm. decided to purchase it. And I, I don't think there's inherently anything that I've done. I wasn't born with some special, you know, ability to dunk a basketball I, at like an NBA regulation height rim, you know? There's not like a physical there's nothing that like you can't be born with. I genuinely think in art in what we do, it's a matter of like creative problem solving, which anyone mm-hmm. can, anyone can learn um yeah. and and study and like be inspired by reference. You know, I watch Blade Runner and Star Wars in 2001 a space odyssey like the same as everybody else you know like so i i personally don't think that there's like some intrinsic thing you have to be born with some great business acumen or like you know that's practice exactly it's it's a mm-hmm. matter of time and you know thankfully you know i've been noodling around in cinema for a decade now and i've put my time in in slack and discord and twitter and you are very
0: active in all the slacks and all the (laughs) discord all of them yeah everyone knows who you are (laughs) so that's why that's that's why to me it's not surprising that you it it, i was actually surprised that it took you this long to really get into the nft scene you know to like switch over to this is my full-time job or whatever you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like, because I felt like you would have been right there on the cusp of it once because you're just, you're good at it and you're active and everyone knows you. You know, I was surprised it took that long. Like, same with, same with Aryev. Like, Aryev was very hesitant to yeah. even get into it in the first place. And I'm like, dude, why aren't you doing this? You'll be incredibly successful. And he's like, Uh, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, because he was finishing his uh, his course and we were all playing mm-hmm. Halo talking about NFTs. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I'll get around to it. And then, like, all of a sudden... Then he sold his he first one and it's like, okay, that's all I'm doing now. It's yeah. like, see, I told you. Yeah. Told and, and,
2: you. And at least from, yeah. in my perspective, although the Super Rare sale wasn't the first, like, it wasn't the literal right. first thing I sold, it was very right. much, like, a defining step in this direction. Mm. And, um, you know, I've got, like, a... I alluded to earlier, you know, I've, I've got some stuff planned for January and February going into next year. And, um, in tandem with that, I've got some, you know, self-produced, self-initiated things that I want to, you know, accomplish. And, and very quickly I can already see myself being busy out to like April or or May. And Mm -hmm. that was absolutely not the case of how I sort of lived or like operated, um, that sort of timeline when Mm -hmm. I was full-time freelance, it was literally just like, all right, someone's going to email me. I'm going to say yes, or I'm going to say no. And I'm going to work mm-hmm. on this. If I say yes, I'm going to work for one to 12 weeks or however long the freaking job yeah. takes. And then it ends. And then you'd wait until somebody else emails you. And like, yeah. that's, that's how I've lived my life the last four years. It's just like flying by the seat of my pants, waiting for somebody, waiting for something to come into my email box.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And this is a complete 180 on that where it's, it's self-initiated, self-motivated. You know, i of course, you're still setting your own, you know, uh, timeline, or like, like okay, I think this is going to take me this many days or whatever to make X, Y, or Z. You know, mm-hmm. functionally doing the stuff in cinema is not a whole lot different, but it's all the planning and like all the everything outside of just being in the software itself. You know, mm-hmm. is a, is has done a 180 in terms of like I got to think out more into the future now. There's this whole economic thing of like trying to over time continue to push sales higher and higher and how do you do that like you know additions sort of gamifying things making a discord server for yourself like all of that is like all new and you know kind of still figuring all that out and it's exciting you know i don't want to say any part of this isn't exciting um to me it it you know there's the cheesy phrase it's like oh you know if you love what you do it's not work or whatever which it, whatever. it is work
0: but yeah, you'll course. just enjoy it's the just work. enjoyable right yeah. of course
2: yeah. And, yeah, yeah and 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 thankfully freelance was very much like that and this is just one slight step above that in terms of like well now I just get to make whatever I want to make I mean mm-hmm. not literally but like you know it's stuff that I would have liked to have made years ago and I get to just make it now you know which, yeah. which yeah. is super exciting yeah. and that part doesn't feel like work but all of the other like learning about freaking stuff and, and like trying to schedule a meeting with like people from manifold so that I can get set up with my own smart contract and like Mm -hmm. learning like what the hell even is a smart contract? What does this afford me the ability to do versus just minting directly on a site? Like,
0: yeah. Can you, you know, can you talk to me a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah. So like,
0: what, what are you, what are you planning on doing? What is the, what is like if I, I, yeah. Talk to me why you would even want to do that in the first place.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. So like, in the most immediate near term, uh, if you want to mint multiple editions on on an OpenSea collection, mm-hmm. you have to do it through like basically sidestepping the website. You 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 basically change the URL that you mint through, and you change like a text string, which then allows you to mint editions. Because by default, you just mint like it's a one of one only. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could in theory mint. A piece, and just in the name, literally in the name, put like one slash ten, like number gotcha. one out of ten right, okay. and then mint the exact same thing, do number two out of ten, mm-hmm. do the next thing, number <laughs> so three you out I of ten
0: mess up, and you got to burn it and to cost you money <laughs> right so it 's like yeah, you, right. you
2: you absolutely could do that right, I could do that right now on open whereas right now um i 'm sort of tied up, just trying to get onboarded onto manifold um. Once you're on that platform, you know it runs through a website. When you mint stuff, you have like a login which you know runs through your MetaMask wallet or whatever, and you know you sign in and you have your creator contract. Which this is not something that directly shows up on OpenSea or on Rarible or whatever. But like if you click through to EtherScan, which is this is something if you're interested in NFTs, I recommend um, you'll see like a little box with like an arrow. On like an OpenSea page, or like on a foundation, or whatever, We're, or mm-hmm. or it'll be like a little text blurb that says like "view tx," like view transaction.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I in honestly, I recommend people click on that button and start to look at this page where it says like what address this came from, who did it go to. Like when you sell something directly, it's going from your wallet. And then you can see the, re- the recipient's wallet.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: you can see that. You can also view stuff like how much gas was paid, what the unit price of Ethereum was at the time, which is also all very useful and necessary information if you plan on doing your taxes correctly. Yeah. It's a, a benefit mm-hmm. to get familiar with this this stuff now. Um, when you do that, eventually you get to a point where you can see the contract that that token was minted from and if you're just on foundation or you're on super rare or whatever you'll see that you're just assuming you're doing everything as a normal artist like you've never heard of the word manifold um, mm-hmm. you're minting through that website's creator contract which yes your name gets added to the metadata of that because like you're the user that was interacting with the website when you when you minted that token but potentially in the future if that website goes down and things need to be merged or like, you know, there's an open C 2.0 or whatever to, just to make up some, Mm -hmm. you know, story or whatever. Um, a lot of that information can be lost or it can get fuzzy. It can be difficult to tie back. Like if somebody did like a collaboration drop or like it was minted through some other thing, like for example, the very first thing I sold, which was part of that distorted reality exhibition, was minted by the Sevens Foundation. It wasn't minted by me. So while my name appears in the properties on OpenSea, it doesn't appear when you view my profile and you look at what I have minted, what my wallet has minted, that piece doesn't show up. So the discoverability of that piece is a little lower because it wasn't Mm -hmm. minted by me. Now, a flip side of that is if, if you mint stuff through your own creator contract, um, any website or any API which uses this sort of what's becoming standard, like best practice, um, similar to like what OpenSea does, you'll be able to view that on Etherscan, and it will have my name attached to it directly. there will be like, it'll be like dollar sign Gernge. like it'll be mm-hmm. like the Gernge coin that contract mm-hmm. created gotcha. this token, and and you know if you look at this ten ten years into the future or whatever, and we're all using s- some new platform because it's like better you know right now let's think of the current marketplaces as like MySpace and in f- a few years from now there's going to be Facebook and then a few years from that there's going to be like wh- whatever comes next you know Instagram let's
1: just hope it isn't actually Facebook
2: right right, all right. I'm just using those as placeholder <laughs> you know kidding. placeholder yeah. websites like using our yeah. sort of our web 2.0 familiarity they're trying they're trying but let's hope
1: it's not
4: right
2: as as we push further into web 3.0 this you know fun buzzword that we you know Mm -hmm. people like to use now um anything can happen and um having things minted through your own name your own contract with your own like um figure that can be found and and searched for should any of this ever go down or like have to get get merged or ported to a new website I think a lot of that um, will be more successful if you've minted stuff through your own contract Yeah. Um, and so what will likely happen is when I do get set up I'm going to work with the two collectors who own those two pieces that I've sold on OpenSea, I'll reclaim them back, refund them the money, you know, the Ethereum that they they paid me, and then burn those tokens and re, basically remint them with mm-hmm. my own setup and like resell them back for the exact same price. Sure, I'll mm-hmm. eat I'll eat a little bit on gas fees, you know, transferring stuff back right. and forth. But I think long term it'll be better to have every as much of everything that I can control. Everything that I mint is minted through my contract that it will mm-hmm. always in perpetuity have my name attached to it. And That's cool. Also there's a um, there's some nuance which i also haven't fully wrapped my head around the difference between ipfs which is mm-hmm. like the the global sort of decentralized web storage that a lot of these nfts go through um, there's debate or whatever between ipfs and arweave i've i've heard it pronounced arweave and arweave i'm not i'm not sure of the pronunciation but mm-hmm. um those are kind of the two standards in terms of like this decentralized file storage and i think our weave has a little bit from what i understand and or am able to understand has a little bit of a leg up on uh, its potential longevity should things start to go wrong theoretically in the future like mm-hmm. as platforms start to shift or you know as this magic storage pool that the internet has just made i don't know with IPFS, like, should anything happen to that, or should it need to be transported, or whatever? I've seen people, uh, you know, say both ways. Like, is this going to be a nightmare? Is this not? Is it just going to work? Who knows? Um, and I think there's something with how our weave works that, sh- in theory, should be better long term. Mm-hmm. So that's another advantage that you know everything you you mint through Manifold goes to Arweave, instead of IPFS, which would be the default that something on, like, OpenSea could go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's not even necessarily a default. If you just list something on OpenSea, by default, the um, the metadata does not get frozen, which means that, like, it remains editable, and because it's in that editable state, it never really gets sent to IPFS and, like, basically just, like, frozen and, like, the file, right. the file gets uploaded with the description and everything attached to it. It's sort mm-hmm. of in this like limbo. Um, and like one of my pieces on open has it and one doesn't. And so I'm like, shit, like w- in the future, like what happens to that one where I didn't, I didn't know about this button. Yeah. Ahead of time. Like, did, did I screw something up? I don't know. And so thankfully if once I get set up on manifold, I'll be able, now that I know things a little bit better than I did a month ago, um, I'll have a do-over and like, hopefully, I'm I'm set up a little bit better for the future. You know,
0: that's cool. Do you think? Do you think it would? <clears throat> I'm curious about like the burning aspect of this. Like, you know, mm-hmm. would burning these coins and reminting them and stuff would that? Does that devalue anything? You know, I or mean, it, in, it,
2: in 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 my in my mind, in my opinion, no, because I. In in direct comp like I'm in direct contact with the people who currently own the current token, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're on board and they understand the benefit of me redoing things through Manifold
4: okay. because
2: with some of the the collectors that I've come to know, like on my on you know in Discords and and whatnot, um, it is a beneficial thing, and, and, and having your own stuff minted through your own contract is seen as like okay, this person. Takes this stuff seriously. They've put in the legwork. It's not as simple as just like, yeah, okay, I bought a board ape, you know, like thing. Like, cool. I'm like invested in crypto or whatever. Mm -hmm. Even though I had had bought Ethereum five years ago, whatever. But like, (laughs) you know, uh, just owning like a JPEG Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that like you understand what's going on and like you have the foresight to like think of this stuff as like bigger picture. Which Mm -hmm. some like the work and the effort that it goes through, like learning about how tokens actually work and interacting with stuff like not in just like the out of the box, like easy mode, like, Oh, you know, you can just mint your first thing, which mm-hmm. that's where all of us were like in February or March. Like, right. Like, you know, if you're listening to this as a, as a fellow creator and you're like, what the heck is manifold? Like, this is a whole new rabbit hole that I have to like go down. Yeah. I know. I understand. And like, it's, it can be, it can feel frustrating if that's not something that you want to learn.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But it is taken seriously. It, it's taken seriously by by the handful of collectors who I I you know I've I've come to meet, and they recognize like okay, this is an artist who's going to be putting in more work than just making the art and you know noodling around in Photoshop or Cinema or whatever. Like mm-hmm. you're putting in the 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 effort to learn like how blockchains and stuff work, and that's recognizable, you know. And it's
1: something where like you may feel behind, and you have to learn this, and feel like, oh, well, I'm never going to catch up and learn all this stuff at all. Mm -hmm. But honestly, there's there's plenty of time, and by the time you get there, there's going to be other stuff to learn, and everybody Mm -hmm. else is going to be learning it too. So it's just a constant learning process if you want to really be in it Mm -hmm. in 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 the way you are, right? You know, and
2: and uh, you know, always. ABC always be learning exactly, and and you know it's not like there's no do overs. You know, like you know, ask this question. It's a very legitimate question of like, is this bad for my outlook? And that's why I think in this case, no, um, because you know, I'm I'm trying to do the right thing for the benef- the long term benefit of my collectors by mm-hmm. like setting everything up on this collections page, which will all be minted by me, like with this, you know collection, which will list out like the attributes and properties correctly. It'll list out like the floor price and like, you know, be able to track this as a much bigger project than just being like one token. That's like, you know, sitting in somebody's, you know, foundation or maker's place collection, like Mm -hmm. doing, you know, God knows what waiting for somebody to come by and try to rebuy it. Like, I don't know how much secondary sale, like selling there actually is for one of ones. Um, because, to my knowledge, it's like ninety-nine percent of that is for addition pieces. You know, it's very rare for one-of-ones to trade hands. And on this open collection, being able to mix one-of-ones alongside addition pieces. Um, now that I know what I'm doing, and once I get set up on manifold, and I'll be able to mint multiple, be able to in earnest mint addition pieces without just doing the hacky like all right, this is one of 10 and then remint the next one. This is number two of Mm -hmm. 10. Like you can do that. It doesn't look great. Um, because it's tough to tell that those 10 were actually like all related to one another. Yeah. Um, because like they are distinct tokens. You just named them like differently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit different than them actually Mm -hmm. in earnest being uploaded, um, you know, as a, as a set. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. trying to, trying to learn like what that actually all means and, and what that entails yeah, it's annoying for me and for the you know the two collectors to have to transfer these back and forth and you know go through the effort of re reminting them, but you know, I've got a, a spreadsheet now with like everything I post. I've got a link to my Dropbox for like the actual file and then mm-hmm. like also the tags and like a, a cell you know to copy and paste the description. Like I've got all that in order so like the actual process of remaking stuff won't be that big of a deal and I'm doing it early enough to where there's only two things versus redoing this six months from now and like there could be a hundred there could be a hundred things who knows you know if i what's the
0: price of eth at that time how much gas is it going to cost you right exactly
2: and so you know i think this is a better thing to just you know uh get it over with early um and it'll benefit you know i i think there are many many more benefits than than negatives um yeah it's a you know it's going to be annoying that they're if you dig really, really, really deep into the bowels of, you know, IPFS, you might be able to find the old one once it's burnt. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, like, going forward, it'll be much better to track that it all came through me and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so cool. that's, that's my stuff. Um, the next segment. <laughs> um, <laughs> On the Billy show. We can get through these a little bit quicker if we want. Um, I don't know if you talked about merge a whole lot uh, last week when you did the drop. That was Pac's thing on Nifty?
0: Yeah, uh, I I know nothing about it. What can you tell me about it?
2: Well, uh, I think a good amount of us, whether you're a fan or not, uh, I'm Mm -hmm. somewhere in the middle, personally, of of Pac and what they represent. Um, The art itself is not necessarily super crazy. These are like fairly diffuse white little spheres sure um but the idea is is you buy one of these little mass tokens and it's just like basically like it has like one i don't know just to use like video game terms it's got like one hp like one health point if you buy two it's got two hp and like over the more you buy you would get a bonus so for example if you bought 10 you would get one extra so you'd wind up with 11 and discount If you buy a hundred, like right there, that little formula, if you, if you have a hundred of them and then you buy another 20, it'll combine and it'll be 120. So like, you're not going to have multiple mass tokens in your wallet. If should you Mm. buy multiple, you'll have one that represents the quantity of Mm. mass that you bought, which is very different than what an NFT, what we've thought of. And this is very on brand for POC. Um, like with cubes, which was a, a big drop um, in like April, maybe. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it was like there was one cube and then there was like five cubes and ten cubes and whatever. You know, again, very simple artwork, just like kind of clay, diffuse, white, whatever, very simple animation. Um, but if you bought cubes, you could then send them to another website, burn.art. And it mm-hmm. would destroy that token and in return you would receive ash which like you know dollar sign right. ash, which is mm-hmm. you know a, a a new coin which yeah. has its own you know like you can buy and sell and and whatnot and um there are other utility sort of things, other drops that POC has done where you can only buy it with ash um, and mm. uh, mass or merge whatever you want to call it this recent one is still unfolding because the the tokens they were on sale from was it Thursday to Friday or like Wednesday to Friday, whatever last week. They haven't been minted yet because like I think two hundred and sixty thousand of these tokens were were minted. If you if you keep scrolling um you'll you'll see but basically the the gist of it was the more of these tokens that people buy they they will lump together. Oh my gosh they'll lump How to many. Yeah, I know exactly. They'll they'll lump together and Uh, there's a leaderboard and whoever is on top of the leaderboard with the most quantity of mass is considered the alpha. And what that (laughs) really means or what that will do is still undetermined. Hmm. You know, with with POC, a lot of what you're getting is like, what is a token capable of doing? Like, what does it even mean? Like, what does an NFT even mean? Like, it's never the same, you know, um, pushing, you know, this That'd is even count. way bigger brain stuff than whatever I was just talking about with that's like contracts.
0: It's like 150 million dollars.
2: 153 million, one hundred ninety-nine thousand five hundred and fifty wow. dollars. Well, the the price changed a little bit because if you um, every couple hours it got more expensive to buy them. So like initially uh, they were three hundred, uh. and so I want to say this the final sales total I've seen like ninety two million or like a hundred and one. Either that's way, crazy. it it topped <sighs> it topped itself as the biggest NFT release. So mm-hmm. now POC has two of the three biggest NFTs, I think, uh, with with Mass being 92 mil. I think Poets, which was a, a one that happened a couple um, months ago, where it was like, you would buy a Poet, it wasn't revealed, and then they were all revealed and they kind of looked like AI-painted, sort of mm-hmm. like like portrait, like old Renaissance painting stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... In addition to that, you would buy pages, which was like a, a, basically a token that you could apply to your poet, and then that poet would write a poem. And so now there's like this whole marketplace and mechanic of like if you have a poet, your AI painted poet, you want to buy pages and apply those pages so that that poet writes, <laughs> writes like stories, uh-huh. and then like that poet might become a famous AI writer at some point like crazy. it's Pac it's, is, it's, I, it's, it's is so far it, ahead of know, everyone. Dude, it's so big-brained like yeah it com- every project of theirs redefines what these contracts what these smart contracts and what these tokens even mean and yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know i wasn't a super huge fan of like earlier in the year they f- they fractionalized the painting of the creation of man like that yeah. old you know, yeah, I didn't um, love that. Michelangelo. And I didn't, I liked, it was an interesting experiment because it was like, which, which pixels are people going to pick of the painting? And of course it was mm-hmm. like the fingers touching and like the mm-hmm. face and like the groin. Cause the <laughs> internet, why not because reasons? Right. Yeah. So, but like picking that artwork specifically, cause it was like an old and recognizable artwork that is probably not copyrightable. That's mm-hmm. the part I didn't necessarily like, but like, the stuff with like mass and the cubes and ash poets like all of this is super super revolutionary and and is pushing forward. You know, you've got Mike, do, you know, people you know, doing his dailies, and you know, mm-hmm. we know the Christie sale, the sixty nine million dollar you know lot of you know his five thousand dailies, which is don't get me wrong, it's a huge achievement in and of itself. It's basically selling a body of work, you know, a lifetime mm-hmm. of art. But this is like. This in earnest is pushing forward the medium of what nfts can yeah, mean absolutely um, and how we interact with them you know um i mean it's also
0: a proof of concept where you know you 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 know you mentioned the gamification, but like this is where it's all headed, especially if you think like companies like you know e a or Disney or you know these gaming companies or you know three four three or whatever if they're not going to implement something like this mm-hmm. you know into their own ecosystem you're crazy yeah you know oh and it's already hitting mainstream I mean like
1: of course with the you know celebrity status of people and whatnot and mm-hmm. you know Jimmy Jimmy Fallon all that but uh, we I don't think we mentioned the Thanksgiving Day parade even had uh, a NFT.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were doing thing, that for you know? for charity and I think mm-hmm. one of them went for like Yeah. what was it? 180k or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but but this stuff is going to absolutely make its way into mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 um the joke was with cubes Pac tricked the everyday person into like basically fomoing into an NFT for the first time mm-hmm. because cubes were like a really really huge drop on on Nifty when they came out they were like five hundred dollars a piece and now mm-hmm. they resell for like fifty k plus wow um, which is mm-hmm. an insane floor um, and now I think what the joke I've seen on Twitter is with with mass or merge whatever you want to call this project uh, Pac is again tricking us into joining a DAO a decentralized autonomous organization, which is Mm -hmm. more or less like the crypto or like Web3 version of like creating like a a crowd funded or crowdsourced company or like Mm -hmm. a, like a clan or like a guild. Like if if all of us in the MoGraph Slack wanted to like pool our resources to like make money or make some bigger project, which would be bigger than any one of us, we could form a DAO. Mm -hmm. And that sort of leads to the next link on my, uh, thing It's the intern token. Okay. So uh this was a, a group or, you know, a thing that a guy named his Twitter name is silver surfer uh, put this together uh, f- specifically for this POC drop of basically they wanted to crowdfund becoming the alpha. So buying the most mass, you know, and they raised like however many thousands of NFTs, basically like there was, there was the website um where you would mint your membership token for 0.13 ETH. Mm-hmm. And that was like a couple mass worse, uh, worth at the time. And they did like multiple, as the project got bigger and as it got funded more and more, like however many thousands of tokens were, were bought, they bought more and more mass as the leaderboard was sort of forming. And they figured out like how much, how much mass they needed to buy. And again, mm-hmm. this, this project is still unfolding and what it will mean to have membership Within this, again, of course, not financial advice. I I have no clue where this <laughs> is going. I bought one disclosure, um, one of these little tokens on the secondary, just to try to see like what the heck's going on. I had sort of sat on the sidelines for previous projects that POC had done, and I decided like you know now might be a good uh, a good time to try to jump in on one. So I bought one mass, and I have one token for this little um, DAO, and what mm-hmm. uh, just to. As a vocabulary term, what uh, what a DAO affords you is like, uh, in theory, when you buy a stock at a company, you are a shareholder, mm-hmm. and with that comes like one vote or whatever, which right. is not really realistic because like Ford Motor Company or whatever will have like six hundred million shares, so like if you have twelve shares or whatever, like in your little yeah, index, your vote you know, doesn't really count. It, right, you're effectively nothing, and and so because this this is like. This is that same idea, but it's like much smaller in scale. There's only like a couple thousand tokens. In theory, Mm. you have a much, I don't want to say a great voice, but you know, you have more of a voice within the community in terms of voting and proposing. Like, as mechanics come out and we figure out what being the alpha means for that wallet, like maybe there'll be. Some sort of return, some sort of you know token. Like who knows what might come back where we we might be able to get dividends on this drop. I mean, you know, it kind of the it's still all unfolding, and, and the potentials are limitless with POC. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like basically no idea is off right uh, off right. limits, and no idea is impo- impossible because I think certainly there's the financial resource to be able to, to come up with the coding manpower. To get any of this done, and, and the, the, certainly the creative side is there, and you know, pushing forward what all of what tokens and what NFTs can mean. So, um, mm-hmm. to me, that seemed like an interesting sort of thing to kind of jump in jump into over the weekend. Um, I will say that Discord server makes abusive use of the at everyone tag, um,
0: <laughs>
2: so that's a little bit of a negative there. But uh, otherwise, it seems like an interesting thing that I've you know I've. Had an interest sort of watching from the sidelines over the weekend as that mm-hmm. formed um it's basically a project within a project you know mm-hmm. it's like this this is its own token, its own sort of economy that sprouted up because of a a you know a release on a a different platform, which I think you know it's like there's you know layers and levels to like how interesting and how uh exciting this 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 all is um I, next thing ne- the, next thing on the my Dao
0: list stuff is very interesting to me yeah it's, and like I, you know, I need to look more into it because uh, Aryev was the first person to tell me about it mm-hmm. with the release of um the what was it the the kitties something something like the mutant kitties or mutant cats or mm. i don't remember was
1: it you who sent me the the comic about that this weekend with the you know the comic where there's me? like a whole line of urinals and there's only one no, person? Who's
0: someone else?
1: <laughs> and then, uh, the, you know, somebody walks in and instead of picking the urinal on the other right. side, they stand right next to their person. Yeah. It's like an ongoing meme. And, and this one said, you should
2: join our DAO or something. Yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I
1: forget who sent <clears throat> that. Yeah. But yeah.
2: I mean, it's it definitely seems like it's probably uh, one of the better f- sort of future applications in terms of like, what is capable with crowdfunding and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, a DAO formed to try to buy... in This is serious, what I I'm saw, about to yeah, say. The, th- the Constitution or whatever? They were, they whatever? were, they were yeah. going to buy a copy of the Constitution. So it was called um, one of, I think, four copies that were real... Like, this is a piece of paper from 1770-whatever. Yeah, real yeah. deal. It's a real copy you know nicholas cage you know national <laughs> right, treasure right. like we're talking about a real thing here um mm-hmm. it went up for auction and a DAO called constitution DAO formed to crowd so, to crowdfund buying mm-hmm. this piece of paper i mean mm-hmm. yeah it's a bit you know like it's a funny internet thing like when dogecoin you know members you know rallied together to fund like a nascar team yeah which is a thing that happens it has yep. happened twice um You know, the internet loves to run with a silly idea and a DAO is a really, it's a very practical way to put that together. And and thanks to blockchain and like being able to buy in with like a cheap thing that like you get something out of it and like you have a very like, it's obviously not a real tangible, like you're not getting a thing, you know, in real life. But like, you know, it's not just like sign up a change.org petition where it just kind of like goes off into like nowhere and you have no idea like where this is, where this thing is going to go. Mm-hmm. You you can like follow it and like see what's going on. You know when 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 Constitution DAO forms and it makes itself a Discord server, and then all of a sudden you know the, unfortunately they they lost the bid. Um, it seems like at the very end um, somebody. Uh, had an idea of how much m- how much max the constitution dial w- would have been able to to bid because like mm-hmm. it was it was publicly known how much money they had and you mm-hmm. obviously you can't spend 100 percent of your money because this is like a, a really difficult piece of paper to like care for so like right. they had a few million set aside to like figure out like okay like how do how do we store this where does it go how do we keep it safe you know keep it valuable that eats away with from what their budget and so somebody right. bid just ever so slightly above that and actually wound up winning it you know at the 11th hour of the mm-hmm. auction or whatever but but in 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 exchange for what the people had put into it they got like um they got like a coin you know or coins depending on how much they put in and like even that coin like shot up like the next week and it's like people were able to like 10x like the money that they were able to put into it i don't mm-hmm. know how i didn't follow it closely enough to figure out like what Constitution tokens are worth and what was generating the value for them. But some people were able to make a pretty good chunk of change out of that. Like, basically an internet joke, you know? Mm -hmm. And
1: the price of ETH dropped during...
2: Yeah, yeah. What's the conspiracy theory? Well, I mean, over the day of the, I think it was Sotheby's, the auction, you know, house closing, because the Constitution DAO was bidding in ETH, at uh-huh. closing time whatever their eth bid would have been converted to usd and it did in fact go down i mm. don't recall the details on if those over the course of the day did those fluctuations actually oh, make okay. them lose the bid yeah. or yeah, yeah, or yeah. or like gotcha. was that person hmm. was the other bidder actually aware of how much cap like max that they would have been able to outbid and been able to secure it themselves right. it could have been one or the other or maybe a little bit of both who knows But, um, Hmm. yeah, that's definitely, uh, it would have been hilarious for the internet to own uh, a copy of the constitution and mind you, this wasn't like, this was owned by a private collector who put it up for sale. It's not like the internet Uh was trying to hijack like a government thing, like, you know, renaming like, you know, Bodie McBoatface. Right. I was going to say
1: Bodie McBoatface. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually going to bring that up. Wow. Yeah. Uh. Man, my head hurts. My Dude. yeah, I'm like when it, when this the, stuff it, it's I, so I,
0: it gets so complicated. You know, and, and it's know so it funny. Like two years ago, two years ago, we're thinking, okay, what's the future of motion design going to look like? Right, you know. And it's like, and it, now we're all stock it, traders. It, <laughs> yeah, right. It does not look like I, I never thought it would look like this. You know, right? Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> you know i don't know uh, uh, a a
1: lot to look forward to what you got next on the list
2: here uh speaking of historical stuff uh this <laughs> last week cryptopunks versus bored ape yacht club kind of yeah. became a, a little bit of a war on twitter um interesting I, you know i own <laughs> an, i own an ape and it would be cool to own a punk someday just because of the historical you know they weren't the first nft but right. they are the first surviving and flourishing NFT from back in the you know the first right. wave in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yeah, like you know they weren't the biggest at the time because CryptoKitties were the the first one that really in earnest blew up, but those died off fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Punks managed to stick around. Um, but I think what what comes of the last week because you know we we've seen the floor. Price on punks drop like thirty percent or more. Um, mm-hmm. It stems from their parent company, Larva Labs, being pretty silent in terms of what the future and what the what what it means to own a, a crypto punk. Uh, one of the main value propositions for owning an a, an ape, a board ape, is the fact that you get i you know you get IP rights to that that one ape. Right, um, right, or, right, and you know. I in earnest believe that, you know, someday in our life we'll see a bored ape, you know, slinging Coca-Cola. Yeah,
0: you know, I'm sure. like that 100%. Po- the,
2: you know, the polar bear that they, they they trot out every winter time, you know, we're going to we're going to see a monkey selling mm-hmm. us bottles of Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because of because of what that IP license affords the owner of that mm-hmm. of that token so, and
0: yeah. Billy, why don't you get out there and start like pushing it? You're like, "Oh, I got an ape. You know, yeah. you want to, you want to, you want to, you know, buy some, uh, some rights to be able to advertise
2: using my ape. That's, that's an avenue. I mean, that absolutely, <laughs> yeah. you know, that once you own one, you, I mean, you have the ability to leverage that one ape in any way you see fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the case with CryptoPunks. Uh, yeah. Larva Labs themselves have signed a representation deal with, I'm forgetting I'm forgetting what some big PR firm or like a mm-hmm. ad agency or something but that doesn't apply to the individual punks themselves it only applies to like the whole collection mm-hmm. and that sort of ruffled the feathers of uh, you know the the different token holders not that this was a secret to anybody um, mm-hmm. crypto punks were certainly a very far ahead of the game uh, being an ex- basically an experiment years ago that you know none of us really could have ever foresaw any of this IP value ever being on the table. Right. Uh, but, the, but the fact that they as a company have, have been silent or have not wanted to retroactively apply that I think has bummed out a lot of people. Um, and so that's why you've seen this sort of solidarity amongst punk owners of like whether or not they used their CryptoPunk as their profile, they would switch back to it I I saw this a lot on Sunday uh, Mm -hmm. yesterday where people were like, yep, uh, you know, um, we're back to the punk avatar. You know, I'm going to stand with my people with, Mm -hmm. you know, even if this goes down to zero, people recognize that like uh, the floor price of CryptoPunks shooting up in April and May of this year is Mm -hmm. really what spurred a lot of this, you know, 10K profile picture stuff. Right. Of course. Um, yeah. You know, board apes themselves coming out at a really fort, you know, f- fortunate time and with very good founders who have acted very well on a on yeah. pr- proposed roadmap and they've achieved a lot. Um, so they've, you know, have generated their own value, but they had to, they had to make that value. Whereas CryptoPunks at the start of this year already had momentum going into it with no mm-hmm. competition. Yeah. So they, they sort of have that first to market, I know they're not first to market, but in the context of this year, this, this cycle of the market, they're effectively the first to market, you know, first mover advantage. Um, and everyone else had to play catch up and Mm -hmm. it looks like eh, that could be switching. You know, um, a lot of people are saying like apes are going to flip punks and, you know, as an owner of one, of course, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad if apes became more valuable than punks, but it would have been nice if it meant that apes were rising instead of punks falling. Because the punk floor was like 90 something and apes was somewhere in like the mid 40s about a week ago.
4: Mm-hmm. Whereas
2: now I think punks are in like the 60s and apes are at 50. So it's like apes have gone up a little, but punks have really fallen. Um, yeah. And it would have been cool if we both lifted, but it just, you know, it meant that uh, you know, board Ape Yacht Club doubled. It would have been nicer for us to double than for them to have. Right, um, right, because, right, right. Because, right. you know, that, that money benefits everybody. You know, as as people are buying and reselling and shuffling assets around, you know, there's some amount of like kind of trickle down between projects. You know, you got CryptoPunks, you get priced out of that, then it's like, oh, I want an ape. You get priced out of that, then you're like, all right, well, I'll get like a cool cat. <laughs> if you get priced out of that, you get a doodle or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like this benefits everybody if you've jumped into one of these projects that's sort yeah. of risen it's if 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 it's risen up at least enough to kind of get like sort of mainstream front page success on OpenSea, mm-hmm. then you're really, you know, you're in the money at that point. Yeah. Um and of course, um, getting there is hard because there's a new project releasing every day.
0: Yeah. I uh I I I've I've talked a few times about my slim hoods. I'm not sure if you've seen seen them at all. Mm-hmm. You know. Like there was That's uh, no, James Curran, right? I'm not sure. I'm not hundred percent sure. I, I wanna say I wanna say that's it. It very well could be. But like it was cool. Like the Slim Hoods, I bought one for like, you know, point three point zero three five ETH or something. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe it was yeah. Yeah, it was point oh three five. It was like a hundred and something bucks, right? and it it eventually like i didn't care i liked them i thought they were cool and uh uh the floor at one point went to like point zero zero one or something you could buy them for 26 bucks mm. now they're almost at one which nice. is way cool yeah. yeah yeah i was really happy about that it's cuz they announced some like big collaboration with like you know invisible invisible people or something like that and uh rollers it's the random character collective you know, gotcha. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's neat. Um, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Billy's looking for his next note. I yes, got it right yes, it is, Oh no, James. I was, I was, <laughs> I was re- responding to somebody, uh, in my discord asking oh. if they'd be able to watch later. Um, <laughs> oh, but, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So next, next thing on the list is, uh, over the last month, we've seen the rise of quote, play to earn, uh, crypto games so like oh, is that like
0: um, the uh the wolf like dot the, game the, the sheep wool yep. and yep. yeah yeah, yeah so, this is what this is where i first learned about dows yeah. you know and the uh uh it was it was through the 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 cats or like the mutant cats and you get fish and stuff like that mm-hmm. or something i don't know
2: yeah so so um a lot of these coins that sprout up with these projects um relate to the idea of staking which mm-hmm. in in blockchain terms you've got a proof of work blockchain which a lot of them work on now which is computationally intensive mm-hmm. and what we'll, what we'll be moving forward to in Ethereum is staking which is you have an amount of ETH and you stake that which is basically you freeze it and in collateral what you get is a small return on that kind of like interest and what that does is it is Ethereum that you've sort of pledged to the network, and that allows you to run a validator, which um, is basically what confirms all of the transactions. So right now, you know, blocks on the blockchain are comprised of all of our transactions, and people's computers are f- essentially fighting over, you know, the computation to to earn that chunk of gas, you know, that network mm-hmm. transaction fee.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Whereas in in, in exchange. You know I would pledge you know my eth and uh, join either like a staking pool or I would be able to stake on my own, which is what a lot of these um smaller projects have now done where if you pledge in in the case of wolf game or whatever you you know it's a game where you can buy either sh- you would mint a token and it would be a sheep but you'd have a small chance of getting a wolf which is more mm-hmm. valuable and it would be able to steal other people's sheep and if you have a sheep what you would do is you would stake it so basically like you kind of freeze it you can't buy or sell it and mm-hmm. in return you get back wool tokens like you know dollar sign wool um, mm-hmm. which is its a currency which then the next phase of the project they released or announced which this project has kind of been put on hold a couple times because of like bugs the, you know mm-hmm. exploits and like you know flaws in the code that they've had to like basically pause and fix and then reinstate the game. So I don't know if it's currently actively running or not, but, uh, one of the proposed or future features is going to be like, you get to make like a farmer guy and like you have a plot of land and, Mm -hmm. you know, with like Decentraland and sandbox game, like, you know, these VR worlds, you know, where you have like actual land in a virtual like zone that you can walk around in or whatever. You'll have like this little plot, um, with like your little farm in wolf game. And mm-hmm. to me, if none of this makes any sense, think of it as like the crypto version of like a farmville where like, yeah. it, you know, it's yeah, kind of yeah, like a, yeah. it's a little browser game. Mm-hmm. And like, instead of you making farmville bucks or whatever you get, you know, you get a cryptocurrency token back um, by playing it. Hence the name play to earn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, you know, probably the future of like little browser, like sort of mobile games and stuff. You know, this is a, this is a very, it was extremely um, uh, fast to rise up um, in popularity. Like the first weekend where this, this really broke out, you know, mainstream, because again, this gamification and like the notions of supply and demand, you know, there was only so many um, sheep that were able to be like resold because most people staked their sheep so like that mm-hmm. sort of drove down the active supply of sheep that people could buy like if you wanted to buy and start playing the game you need a sheep in order to 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 do that but most mm-hmm. of the people had staked their sheep so like the small handful of ones that remained actively tradable like those shot up to like I think mint was like .05 or .0 whatever, but like I think a sheep was like seven ETH and a wolf Jeez. was like a wolf was like fifteen or like twenty plus. So Man. it like again, th- this seems like a very small like thing to jump into, you know. Like these point, are rich people games. <laughs> true, true, but like it, you know, and again, it's you never really know which project is going to blow up, so that's why it's you know it's kind of a bit of a numbers game you know mm-hmm. if you want to increase your, your odds but um, this is a I could not get away from seeing this thing on my timeline when it was like at its peak um,
0: interesting. So
2: yeah that was that was something that I want to kind of to mention um, if you've liked games like little browser stuff or like little kind of financy sort of economy type games um, mm-hmm. and you're not necessarily like super into the art, there's absolutely yeah. a component of that in crypto, you know, that, that you can entertain yourself in or like, hell, like you could even probably get your kid to play Wolf game for you and you just, right. you just make all the money and they right. they like to have fun playing it because it's a game, but you're sitting there getting thousands of dollars of wool tokens. Right. Like, I mean, hmm. that's, See, I
0: was, that's 100%. I was thinking how much my wife loves Farmville and, uh, uh, you hire her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. <clears throat>
1: Man. That um, uh,
0: this I'm yeah, I'm I'm serious like this this is that's this 100% the future of where gaming is going to go. You mm-hmm. know, like imagine being able to buy uh, I mean that's it's it, that's that's really like a, a a big portion of the metaverse as well is this it's like Imagine being able to buy an asset on like a site and then bringing that over to whichever video game, you know, will accept those specific assets. You mm-hmm. just link your wallet to that and it's like, all right, good, you know, yeah. good to go.
2: Right. And as, as, you know, the game industry sort of develops, like this might not be a great outcome for the the health of the game industry. But like, just as an example, think of every game that's made with Unreal Engine you know mm-hmm. you could buy like a hat or whatever in some unreal engine nft marketplace and then any maybe that hat is formatted for any game game engine and like right. that's a that's a, yeah. a a wearable item and like the developers might not even really need to do a whole lot just because like yeah. hey this is a thing that was made in unreal it's already yeah. formatted for us like there's there's probably a version of that like a like a closed like a like a closed garden kind right. of thing but then there might be like an open source equivalent for that, you know, down the road.
0: Like it's you're buying a GLTF or whatever file, right, and yeah. that one, and GTFO yeah. GTFO file. <laughs> G- <laughs> G- you know, and it's like, okay, that one can be incorporated specifically because they can accept GTL, GLTF files. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Like imagine buying your dead mouse, you know, one of the dead heads or whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah. one of the heads, and then be yeah, because you've got you can that, wear it in Halo. You can wear yeah. it in Halo, right. That was, right? you'd be a terrible target, but you know, yeah, and, and you can as, wear it in Halo and as,
2: distraction as <laughs> as three D artists, we have the ability to you know make that content. Yeah, um, absolutely. Know, I you know years ago, I was I was much more into playing like you know. Um, like modified versions of PC games like Fallout or whatever where you can mm-hmm. like, you know, add, you know, all kinds of equipment and like, you know, super awesome stuff and, um, you know, if you are like a hobbyist 3D artist who wants to make like, you know, levels or like little mods or whatever, there's very realistically uh, a feature here where, you know, you make your little, rifle model as a gltf or whatever and that thing could be uploaded and you know could be yeah. min- mintable and used you know cross-platform mm-hmm. between games i'm not smart and, enough to figure out how and to do that the cool but
0: thing I, is like i mean once you say you mint it you own it you're able mm-hmm. to bring it into your own game and then you can also resell it you right. know that's yep. the great thing about the smart contracts
2: yep. yeah yeah francisco yep. is saying uh you know nike you know with roblox is a uh, you know, Roblox being like a younger yeah. audience sort of skewing game, but, you know, having a very real uh, brand partnership with like a, you know, a, a real brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What else you got for us, Billy?
2: Anything um, else? Next thing, uh, still in the gaming world. Uh, uh, over the weekend, yesterday, uh, Board Ape Yacht Club uh, was going to be releasing a mobile game. Ah. Kind of like... Um,
0: Give me one second, guys. That Someone's at my front door.
2: Oh. Uh, yeah. So, like, their little mobile game was like kind of like a top-down shooter. You know, like think of like Contra or like you know whatever your old. Um, yeah. You know, two D. Um, like top-down Grand shooter. Theft Auto
1: One. Yeah, exactly.
2: Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so like you know you're playing as your little board ape and you're you know you're fighting enemies with like you know bananas and and whatever other items. Um, it was going to be on both Android and Apple. Uh, unfortunately, the. App Store uh, took it down literally like an hour before it was supposed to release, so they they kind of had to put that on 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 hold. Um, I unconfirmed, of course, and this is just my opinion, but I would imagine it could potentially tie into like how Apple takes a thirty percent cut of you know in-game purchases and stuff. Um, the mm. the fact that this is like a app that ties into NFTs and there's no revenue directly through the app itself i don't know what the monetization scheme was but i could very realistically see that being a problem to um an app store that yeah. would want a percentage cut yeah. um and that could have been one of the reasons that, that you know it, the plug got pulled on that uh, unfortunate because they had like a bunch of you know prizes you know like the top 100 or top 500 or top 30 top 1 whatever there was all these you know different prize pools of like you know i think I think the number one winner for the, the game would have won like a mutant ape like car. Like a like a yeah. old, like a modified yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, car or like a, a pinball would, cabinet. Th- I
0: thought the pinball was the first place and then the second place was like a ninety six uh Honda Accord.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. I think first place winner not can pick a 96 between six Corsica. No. <laughs> that would have been great, right? <laughs> but yeah, then there there was other prizes for like, you know, top thirty, top one hundred, whatever. Uh, unfortunately, all that's been put on hold thanks to Apple. Um, uh, so yeah. we'll see. Hopefully, they can get back on track with that. I know the Yuga Labs team—that's the you know originators of Board Ape. Uh, they're they're hard at work and they're a smart team, and I'm sure they'll they'll be able to overcome it in time. But uh, I joked in the Discord yesterday. I said anyone who can afford an Ape can afford a cheap burner Android phone. Right, and, uh, we can get this game. We can get this game back on track. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that Apple is
1: uh, probably trying to figure this thing out at, at the moment. Yeah, and, you know, I, I'm sure that the Apple's trying to figure out, okay, where do we fall in here? How are we going to do this? Where does crypto? Come? I mean, they're certainly coming up with a game plan, but mm-hmm. you know. They probably won't release anything for years to
2: come. Probably, most likely, yeah. So, uh, an an unfortunate casualty of of being early, um, because it seems like Mm -hmm. they had their game approved in like the test version of Apple like App Store stuff. Like it was working; it it ran. You know, it just unfortunately when they went like literally an hour before they went to send us the like the download links for the games. Uh, they announced in the Discord that Apple, without any notice or explanation, they uh, they they pulled it.
4: Hmm.
2: That was hmm. a that was a bummer. Yeah. Uh, so next next thing on the list um, is another interesting weird project. Uh, again, leveraging kind of the future of what crypto and art and AI and staking and tokens. Where can all I this- see
0: this list, Dave and Billy? Uh,
2: it's on Notion. Is it under on Notion? the episode? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah so the it's called boto botto, B-O-T-T-O. Uh, I've heard of this yeah so Why it's like an, this it's like an AI art painter thing um, I've talked about it in the discord a couple times because over the summer there was like a snapshot um, which as a term is basically like th- you know, somebody will mark a point in time, and if you had a certain asset in your crypto wallet, then at that snapshot you're basically included. Um, mm-hmm. And what what happened was, um, they made this token, and they snapshot users for like art glyphs, board apes, like a handful of other notable projects over the summer. And so, having owned my ape from like the second day, uh, mm-hmm. I got I got some of these tokens. And what it affords you the ability to, is to go to the website uh, um, and you basically get to vote on like you can you, you're essentially either upvoting or downvoting this like AI generative art. Mm-hmm. Um, think of like you know Google Deep Dream mixed with you know sure. like a, a like a Renaissance painter or whatever. Um, and so, Dave, if you can pull up the little Dropbox video, um, mm-hmm. I did a small little screen recording of using it. Um, so, uh, this is kind of the website when you, when you go to it, um, you can, I clicked on the wrong one, but, um, if you sort of go through the video, you can, um, start to learn more about what this project is. Um, and over time, uh, basically this, the art gets decided, um, yeah, and they, they, they sell this art on super rare, uh, hmm. and, you know, Bado. Uh, has made a number of quite successful sales on super rare. And it's all basically what art it's making is decided by these upvotes, you know, as, as a holder of Bado coin, you get like these little voting points and like, there's a little slider at the bottom where you can weight how much, how many points you want your vote to go in. And here I'm just, I'm basically just like upvoting one of these by either hitting left or right on my keyboard What's and coo- then,
0: but what's crazy is they they're all so good.
2: Yeah, they're all they're like, all really really cool and, and in theory over time this thing will sort of develop a style based on, you know, the community's voting patterns mm. and you know, you you vote on a couple of them and then you kind of submit your vote and it it takes your, to- your your voting tokens, you know, that way like mm-hmm. you know, it's a transaction or whatever. But it um in in that case voting <coughs> doesn't cost any gas, but like, you know, when you get airdropped those tokens based on the snapshot I decided mm-hmm. to stake them so that I could participate in the voting component of this. Otherwise, I could have just sold them. I could have just sold the tokens on Uniswap. Um, but I think at the time I got them, it was like eighteen hundred bucks worth. If I would have just like sold them, which was just free, was just you know, like uh, a couple of weeks ago there was the big airdrop for people who had ENS, like your Ethereum domain. You know, there was that uh, that big yeah the that big airdrop Um, you know again uh, airdrops and like tokens and staking all this all these weird funny terms but you know um, their means to participate in this kind of future of crypto and you know the future of the internet and the web and stuff and I genuinely think if you spent all day long on the internet finding these things and tokens and looking up like who's going to have an airdrop Mm -hmm. I honestly think you could make like a good salary just doing that like not even working like a normal job because um, just there's so, there's so many of these projects kind of like, you know, launching and, you know, getting off the ground um, that, you know, the value of these airdrop tokens is pretty substantial in some cases, you know, people got tens of thousands of dollars just for holding their Ethereum domain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, for me, you know, the, the Botto thing, I thought it was pretty cool because like, you know, as the, um, as Botto, the account, sells things on super rare and it gains ETH. Essentially what it does is it buys the token back off of Uniswap and then it burns those tokens. So over time, the quantity of Bado currency will go down as Mm -hmm. Bado sells more and more artwork. So that means in theory, of course, all of this is in theory Mm because we're talking about the future and like what prices might mean in the future. Right. Um, But in theory, the circulating supply of this coin will go down, which means that the amount that I have will inflate, increase in value. You know, these couple hundred tokens that I got airdropped. So Mm -hmm. I think that's like a whole, again, another interesting byproduct of like owning this other token, you know, my my monkey JPEG. You know, I was then introduced (laughs) Mm -hmm. to this like crazy AI generative art project, which, you know, it's fun to vote on things, you know, using a little keyboard shortcut and like thinking like, oh, like what painting does that look like? Or like, what style is that? Um, you mm-hmm. know, kind of, kind of cool, cool stuff.
0: Billy, I hate to tell you this, but I uh, right-clicked and saved
2: as your ape, and now oh, I own your ape. Oh <laughs> dang! I, I hope you can <laughs> right-click sell that. <laughs> yeah, that's the comeback.
1: Oh. <clears throat> that's a good one, or the old Mona Lisa thing, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we- I have a picture
2: of the Mona Lisa too, but I don't own it. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, you got some NFT influencers to check out.
2: Yeah. So, uh, kind of, you know, bringing us towards the end here of the list. I uh, got a couple accounts if, uh, any of this was interesting and you want to learn more or kind of just, if you want to know who I follow, of course you can just go to my Twitter and look at who I follow, of course, mm-hmm. but I picked out a couple notable accounts. Um, should any of you want to jump into finding some more influencers? Um, and people who have interesting takes. Uh, the first one is Punk Sixty uh, Five Twenty Nine. This is a fellow. I I think from following him long enough, I want to say this person's in the UK. But what they're notable for are these very long threads, um, really well written and mm. um, like thought out. Basically, like a thesis. Like one, you know, one or two of these threads per week. Um, and they've done many of them Um, I've seen threads for NFT security recently, there was one for NFT photographers specifically. Um, And like, you know, there are other ones like for example, on onboarding your, your family to NFTs, you know, onboarding newcomers. So I, I linked a couple of those threads um, specifically to you. Uh, Yeah. So this one is, you know, oncoming uh, newcomers to NFT Twitter um, this, this one's kind of like a vocabulary list, which you know, oh, okay. it, it's, it starts out a little bit more surface level, but you know, as you again, these are long threads, some of them are like 60 tweets plus, but um, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, if you if you follow this account over time, Fred,
4: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's funny. No, this is this is great for somebody who's just starting out, you know,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. and, you Learn know, the vocab, yeah, getting up to speed and and you know, uh, jumping into this culture, it can seem daunting, you know, um, I, you know, the three of us have, you know, been following it and, you know, obviously knowing artists like, you know, people and, 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 um, whoever, you know, over the years, just knowing them as artists and then watching this NFT stuff explode over the last year, year and a half, you know, we kind of had a front row seat to it. But if you, if you think right. of the context of like a lay person who knows nothing about animation or design and has no entryway, to what any of these words mean, uh, this is a good resource. Uh, so the next next thread from um, Punk6529 is a thread about NFT security. Mm, cool. And this is a deep dive. This is like if you want to build Fort Knox and you've got like, you know, multiple... Separated um, seed phrases that are like all over the country or all over the globe in separate places, and like you have like tens of millions of dollar like NFT vault, mm-hmm. all the way down to like I want to buy a ledger, you know, like a little you know a hardware device, mm-hmm. um, you know, it cool. it it runs the whole gamut. Um, so you know, I know you guys wanted to talk to me a little bit about crypto se- security. Um, this is a really good thread if you want to make your way through it up until kind of like the really, really deep, like where it goes like, you know, off the deep end into like, you know, nuclear secret service level Fort Knox type of security. Um, Certainly your everyday user doesn't know, doesn't need to go that deep. Um, But but just as like uh, to refer back in the show notes or like the links, that's a really good thing for, you know, viewers or, you know, the audience to reference. Um, But that, you know, we can sort of open to a conversation about, um, my outlook on on some of that stuff if if you guys have questions you know of course i
1: i mean i don't know if you want to talk about it now or, or here in a minute let's talk about it in a minute, but yeah we'll, we'll briefly touch on some of that I've, I've been i've but... been i
0: i've been moving all my stuff over to an authenticator app you know mm-hmm. that's yeah. the number one thing that i I feel like people can do in order to you know protect themselves at least the first step
2: yep absolutely so so to to brush up anybody who might not necessarily know, um, when you sign into a website, of course, you have either a username or like a email login and an associated password. Um, And for most websites, you know, your Facebook or, you know, maybe not Facebook's a great example, but something low stakes like um, uh, you signing into Pinterest, for example, you know, there's no money involved in Pinterest. It's not necessarily something that you would perceive as being high value. Let's just sit, let's just start there. You got your username, your password, and that's probably it. You don't really need a whole lot more. Of course, you want to ideally, you want unique passwords for every website, and using a password manager like you know Google Chrome has a built-in password manager or something mm-hmm. like LastPass or or whatever, um, where it will generate passwords for you and save them you know onto the device or Mm -hmm. into a cloud, or some sort of closed service, is much better than just you using one generic password that you, as a human, have the ability to remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's very bad practice. um, Just using a password for multiple things. And, of course, using that with any service that ties into money, or Mm -hmm, ties into any other sort of security or backup or authentication stuff. Um, So, The next level up from just having a password is using some form of two two factor authentication. You know, um, receiving some sort of code or some sort of verification procedure that upon signing in, you need to do this additional step, hence the name two factor. You try to log in, that's your first step, and then this authenticating is the second step. Um, It is not a good idea to use SMS, which is like text message based code. Um, right. Because As we've learned from David Arias right. incident. Right. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, our, our, you know, good friend of the show, David, he fell victim in no way of his own wrongdoing, you know, no, mm-hmm. no mistake made on his, on his part. Right. If you, if a malicious person knows what phone provider you have and mm-hmm. they know your phone number, in theory, what they could do is find a store, this is say Verizon, was one of the larger phone carriers here in the US. You go into a Verizon store, you know the person's phone number, you walk in, you say, like, oh my god, you know, I'm I'm here traveling, you know, my mom died, you know, back home. I, I urgently need to get home and, and book a flight and I lost my phone. Can you get me a new phone and a new SIM? And mm-hmm. they reissue all the new same stuff so that way it's you and you can get co- in, back in contact with your loved ones or whatever and you can get back home. That's a very plausible, very easy story to come up with. And as long as mm-hmm. you can like act dramatically in yeah. a store or on the phone with one of these customer service reps, probably 99 times out of 100, they will issue you that new SIM card. And th- yeah. through that, that allows you, the malicious actor, to intercept these login codes. So, for example, you got your Gmail and which is a high value target, of course, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, an email address that more stuff is going to redirect to is a, is a very valuable target. So you uh, find the username, you get the password, mm-hmm your next means to get into that account is to defeat the two factor authentication and in the event of the person having their phone number set as that means of two factor will you now have their account because you have their sim card and you can receive that call or you can receive that code to your device and not mm-hmm. you know the 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 real account holder so that's why using sms or phone based to when, and when I say phone based, I mean the phone in a phone's sake. Like it's making phone calls. It's it's sending out messages, mm-hmm. um, because the proper or the more robust way is an authenticator app that runs on that phone. Yeah. So only that phone. Right. Only that phone. So much the same way that we as you know people who have MetaMask or some sort of crypto wallet, you know, you have your seed phrase written down. Which allows you to regenerate that wallet should anything happen, or should you lose access to a device, you basically get to you get brought back up to speed, and you get to make a duplicate of that of that login. Uh, a password manager such as you know Authy or Google Authenticator has that same uh, you know seed phrase, so you you know you can you can download the app, you can install it to your phone, and in the event of signing into you know nifty gateway or your bank or your coinbase or whatever you got your username you got your password and then you've got your two factor code um which is generated by that phone only on that phone and of mm-hmm. course it you're susceptible to an in in person attack you know there's no there's no security measure that makes you impervious to to all things Mm -hmm. Uh, forever in perpetuity. Um, You can level up stuff by following the thread that, you know, punk 6529 lays out where he goes like nuclear launch code levels of security where you need multiple people in multiple locations around the world acting in tandem in order to regenerate a seed phrase. You can go that far, but for, for most everyday person um, being being, uh, susceptible to what is called a wrench attack, just like I'm going to hit you over the head with a wrench until you give me the password. Like (laughs) in real life, most of us are, are fairly safe. It's the internet or it's remote attack vectors where we are vulnerable. And so securing things where you need something, you need your person, whether it's a passcode that you know, or it's a seed phrase that only you have written down. It's not saved in a a Google doc somewhere. Please dear God, don't do that. If you have your seed phrase, Unfortunately, if you if you've ever typed it into a computer so much, I would I would make a new wallet. Let me let me repeat that. If you've ever even typed that seed phrase into a computer device, please make a new wallet. Because Mm -hmm. you can never guarantee that if you've gotten like a keylogger or some sort of virus or something, which whether retroactively it was already on your computer and then you Mm -hmm. made this thing and they can gain access to this piece of information or in the future um, you might download something which can then scan your computer or it can get into your logins, whatever. Uh, Please only have that stuff physically IRL and ideally stuff like seed phrases. You can get a piece of metal. um, There's a device called crypto steel which is kind of like a little metal silver platter thing. And with that comes little words where it's fire resistant and waterproof, mm-hmm. you know, to where like, you know, you've got like your little thumb drive looking thing, like a ledger. Yeah. If your if your house burns down or, you know, you lose that thing physically, you know, it gets lost. Somebody steals it from you, whatever. Um, that is not compromised. <laughs> you know, you you don't lose access to that forever because you have this physical metal piece you know, and it's just a matter of keeping that thing secure, which right. physically in real life is much more um you're you're much more hands on in, in being able to keep that safe because there are fewer means to attack it. Of course, if you flaunt crypto IRL, which is kind of paradoxical because I'm saying that while I'm wearing a board ape yacht club shirt, <laughs> which I can only buy this shirt having owned an ape, so if somebody right. knows that Again, do as right. I do as I say, not as I do. In, in this yeah. in this context, um, making your flaunting your crypto assets in real life still meet you. You're increasing your risk of a wrench. Your risk of a wrench attack. A wrench which, attack. You know, like yeah. the joke. You know, somebody's gonna stuff you into the back of a van and hit hit you with a wrench until you give them whatever you want to give them
1: the seed phrase that you probably don't remember because it's not yeah.
2: right. But, but have uh, to t- it'll it, be asking you where it is. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you can play this game out an in infinite number of scenarios. And, and with mm-hmm. that comes the idea of a decoy wallet, which like, you know, you set up, a let's just say you have a thousand ETH and you set up a second wallet that has like 15 ETH or whatever, which would be a pretty healthy payday for somebody to kidnap you and receive mm-hmm. his ransom. You give them enough to where they buy that. That is that's the stash. The actual, and right. then the rest of it is like somewhere buried even further and deeper underground, or yeah. somewhere in a PO box. Maybe I don't know. Maybe what
1: about a PO box. Do you think that's safe?
2: Um, well, okay. So there's there's an argument here with pros and cons of like I'm saying you should only have your seed phrase IRL should be the only copies of it copy or copies, depending. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people think a a bank safe deposit box or P.O. box, some other institutional thing, is probably a decent way to um, handle that. I guess that's what I meant, not a P.O. box. That would be, yeah, yeah. And so so like a safe deposit box at a bank, in theory, only you have access to it. But of course, somewhere, somehow, a bank employee, somebody somebody has the ability... I mean, hell, what happens if you lose the key to that safe deposit box and they have to cut a new key? Somebody somewhere has the ability to get into that thing. Whether yeah, right. it's whether they should be able to or not is another story. But, you know, insider trading or, you know, like, malicious people acting from within an institution is not an unheard of right. threat.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, it's probably safer than, say, like, I don't know. It, it's probably safer... <clears throat> than what we were talking about earlier, which is... Um, uh, um, like saving it that to the cloud? cloud? Well, all right. A couple, a couple of things. A couple of things. First of all, um, I'm going to backtrack a minute. Yeah. Um, do you think that doing your seed phrase and having it like engraved, do you think there's a certain way you should go about that? Number one. Um. number two uh, the other thing I was going to mention that's what it was mm-hmm. was whenever uh, somebody goes in and manipulates like an employee it's probably safer than that um, but even like a couple weeks ago Matt and I were talking about the fact that like you could go get it, get your seed phrase engraved somewhere. But then that person, if they know what a seed phrase is, uh-huh. they're going to know what it is, right? So yep. then maybe you do half of it at the mall and then do half of it on Amazon or something. I don't know, right? Like and and um. And um that but, will... but a bank would be safer than like the whole two factor authentication thing. But
0: like as like, far
1: as like uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, social engineering. Yeah,
0: but like they're saying in the chat, you know, you stop paying. For your safe deposit box or something like that, oh, you're yeah. gonna lose it. You know. All,
2: yeah. Also, the the flip side of that is 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 it is whether this is news to you or not. Uh, spoiler: When a bank branch moves, they don't need to notify you that that bank branch is closing, nor do mm-hmm. they need to liquidate or do anything to inform anybody of any of the contents or any of the people who actively own and maintain safe deposit boxes there. They should, and in many cases they do, warn those customers. But there's no legal mandate. There's no, like, you know. But they don't just get
1: rid of it. They move it. You're talking about when they're going to move the contents. If a bank closes, they're not going to just, like, throw it all in the trash.
2: No, and you would like to think that they would give you the opportunity to come in and retrieve whatever, you know, they've done. But it's a very realistic outcome. And I've seen, you know, horror stories on like Reddit or whatever, separate from crypto specifically, just safety deposit boxes of people failing to be informed of that bank branch moving. And then things get lost, shuffled around, you know, let's just say the, the bank that you're at right now, uh, has a hundred safety deposit boxes. So zero to 100 and you're number 60. Uh, when you, when that branch moves and those boxes get reassigned to a bigger branch, that bigger branch absorbs those, there might not necessarily be a clear trail of what, what contents go where into what boxes. And if you were to fail to be informed, whether you missed the notification, they outright didn't send you the notification you changed, they didn't get your new mailing address, whatever you can pick an infinite number of scenarios to where what is in what box and who has what key gets shuffled around and whether that's you don't have access to the, your new box or somebody has access, somebody who had the previous, mm-hmm. previously had that box has access to your box. There's again another million, mm-hmm. there, there's another million yeah. different outcomes of like you, because it's not on your property and you don't have sole control over it. Unfortunately, it's in somebody else's custody. And with that comes yeah. some amount of chance that other people can yeah. gain access to it. And the flip side of this is like if you live in an apartment or say like you're in school, you're in a, a college dorm, your RA or your landlord or whoever has access to your house. And yeah. with that comes – they they have physical access to where you may or may not store your physical key or where your, um, your device or where your seed phrase is. And so with that comes another layer of necessary security to where like bolted Hmm. safe, right. It's bolt. It's right. It's a time locked safe. That's connect physically connected to where you live or some, something along those lines. Um, you know, there are also even safes where you, you open the safe via an authenticator app on your phone. Like there's, there's Hmm. a lot of, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to work with here, but again, just throwing out another potential secure, um, security vulnerability, because like, you know, we're talking about a board ape here that's worth a quarter of a million dollars at this point. Yeah. That's a mm-hmm. very high value target. Um, and that's exactly what they were targeting with David. Right. Yep. And, and, and if you think pre-crypto, you know, let's just say 30 years ago or whatever, you're, you know, a common criminal and you're trying to c- scope out a house to break into. Or maybe let's just say you're not even scoping out a house. Maybe you're the kind of criminal you just break into something and you just see what you get you know you're mm-hmm. looking you're going to be looking for watches jewelry whatever but mm-hmm. like th- there is very realistically a scenario where you break into a thing and you have no clue what you've got on your hands um and uh you know that might have been fine like however many years ago but like now you know there there are these websites with you know a freaking open sea listing somebody could you know very realistically dox me and see which ape I have, and see how valuable it is, and then wrench attack me, you know. So, mm-hmm. so like, just by by virtue of being on this podcast, and like, mm-hmm, I don't want right. to go too tinfoil hatty on on <laughs> anybody, but like, there are very realistic and valuable security yeah. lessons to learn here. You do have to think about it. Yeah, you. It's
1: not you, tinfo- It's not too tinfoil hat. Just at least start thinking about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and
2: and you know, f- at least fortunately for me, I was I was raised by a, a very common criminal. Uh, you know, my, my dad used me as the lookout at the end of the aisle at toys R us so that he would, you know, pocket stuff. And, you know, he told me to whistle if I saw an employee, like I got a lesson in that when I was like seven years old and like, I've carried that with me like my whole life. So like, if it sounds crazy, it's realistic, uh, Mm -hmm. when it comes to what means somebody might like go through in order to gain access to something that you have that you want to keep. In mm-hmm. um, multiple layers of of the right security that overlaps and complements each other well um, is very necessary because uh, there are an infinite number of ways to approach gaining access to somebody 's stuff, you know whether it 's a sim swap or whether it 's a social engineering like mm-hmm. this is an example I can come up with right off the top of my head, but let 's just say you started sending emails as if you were a producer at Buck and it was like a link to a Google Drive, a PDF yeah. of like, hey, here's this artboard. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, we want to bring you animator kid on this super cool job. Like please download this link and look it over. And boom, it's a it's a malicious file that's gonna scrape, you know, a keylogger yeah. that's gonna steal your seed phrase. Like mm-hmm. Oh, similar things have happened to our friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like so like yeah. you know, thankfully we crypto artists are coming at this from the art side and the crypto people sort of hacker bad actor people are not necessarily knowledgeable about the art side so like right. you know that idea of what i just listed out is a very real and very plausible way to attack uh, an individual artist but thankfully it's very low likelihood of that like like realistic, realistically becoming a threat but it is very much a threat I mean, think, yeah. think about how many people would jump at the opportunity to work with a, a big name studio and would very happily yeah. click on right. a, a Google Drive link if. Check if the,
0: yeah. Check those email addresses. Yeah. And make che- sure they're coming yeah. from someone legit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and, I mean, yeah, it, tinfoil hat, like, the bank is probably pretty secure. It's probably
2: pretty, yeah, it's probably pretty secure. And if, if. More secure. If if you're in a shared living space where other people have potentially have access to you or um, have potentially unlimited time access, and what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is like it's very difficult to brute force your way into logging into like a, a device like a ledger just by like the UX of it. Mm -hmm. Um, right but but that doesn't
1: uh, years right but that doesn't trillions of years possibly
2: right but that doesn't mean it's not impossible if they get say half your seed phrase whatever Mm -hmm. like if if you're the kind of person where it's like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna put half my seed phrase at my house and half of it at the in-laws house or whatever it it doesn't there's unfortunately no way that's going to um be perfect but there are some ways that are better than others provided you know some of the parameters or some of the constraints within how this stuff works like mm-hmm. understanding yeah. the sort of timeline that it would take to to crack a cryptographic password or like a seed phrase something like that can learning about something like that even if it's boring as an artist it can leave you better prepared to setting up your means of defense mm-hmm. because if if you limit how much access what kind of access how long they have access to that thing etc you know that's important that's why like the authenticator app on the phone generates a new password every 30 seconds you know cuz 30 seconds is a pretty reasonable amount of time should you the user invoke that key yeah. but it, yeah. it's it's not- almost not enough time sometimes right yeah. it's almost right yeah. and there's a reason it's only 30 seconds because like if that code lasted a day conceivably somebody out there somewhere could have the computing resources to brute force that within that time window. And, right. and that's why, you know, for example, if you live in an apartment and you have known crypto assets and you travel out of town for a week, that is seven days, you know, 144 hours or whatever of, poten- of a, a potential window for somebody to make action within. Um, yeah. and, and that's another thing to be realistic and be, uh, you know, mindful of. Um, not even just password stuff, but like physical access, the length of time, um, how many steps they might need to go through in order to gain access, actual genuine access to your yeah. asset. Um, plan, plan, well, I didn't you know.
1: get I, I didn't get access or I I had the authenticator app. I was using the authenticator app for a while, but I didn't really set a bunch of things to use it until after I got my new phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm wondering now you know i was wondering did i did i screw something up because i didn't think about it back then uh as far as like moving the authenticator app over like if you lose your phone well the,
2: that's the thing is like i don't want to open it up and show it directly on my phone because it's a qr code right. but like you know right. within the google authenticator app you have the ability should you have the phone you have the device it's currently physically working in front of you you can open up a means to export that as a seed phrase effectively. So right. should, should your phone get stolen while you're out on vacation or whatever, you can go get a new device and you'll be able to import that seed phrase once you, or file, whatever. Once you, once okay. you get back to, you know, home base, you know, you can get set back up and, right. you know, restore and recover from, from losing access to that. That's very, now, that's very important to do while you have the device. You can't do that I'm, post, yeah. post, you know, losing access.
1: But that's, that's something that i didn't really think about back when i did that swap because i only had a couple things at the time that were using it Mm -hmm. and now that i'm i'm really into it i'm like okay now i need to make sure because i'm pretty sure that we because i restored from an icloud backup somehow it brought that back in yeah i I could be wrong that is the case and so now I'm wondering. Well, wait a minute. Now does that because mean that my backups are
0: yeah, and that's uh, I'm even curious about encrypted. that too. I wonder. Right. Like, it, like it makes me worry because I'm pretty sure that's the exact same thing that happened to me as well. It's like okay, so if I back if I get if someone were to steal to swim sim swap right, and then somehow have my Access, you know, access to my whatever my iCloud is attached iCloud to, backup. and be able to download that, resync it. They have my authenticator app, wouldn't they?
2: Right. I can't speak to that. I'm not an iPhone user, so you know what protocol uh, iCloud backups go through. I, you know, I, I'm. But not- you're
1: still back. I mean, you would you would have to auth authenticate. I mean, there's like a a two-factor authentication even for iCloud itself. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of layers of two-factor authentication you'd have to go through. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. That's absolutely
2: worth looking into um, if you're an iOS user. Yeah.
1: Well, the good thing is if you're on something like AT&T, for example. I know T-Mobile is notorious for having these swap problems because apparently nobody asked for ID or anything, but... When uh, when you do anything at AT and T, they ask you for this PIN, and I'm pretty sure if you've added that PIN number into your layer of security, that even somebody at the store cannot even access your account or do anything for you until they type in that PIN number that you right. give them.
2: Yeah, and so that, that's, that, that's that's helpful. Yeah, I, I've you know post Ariev's uh, you know uh, incident, you know people have come out and figured out like you know. Based on your phone carrier, what do you? What steps do you need to do to enroll or to to disallow other people from being able to enroll and getting a new SIM card on your account? Um, mm-hmm. It That's necessary to look up, it, depending on your phone carrier. Uh, I would recommend anyone in the audience go through the necessary steps to either remove the ability to get a new SIM card or limit it to in-person access only or tie it to some sort of passcode or PIN code. That can only be done um, that way, because like as of right now, depending on your phone carrier, they literally only need to know your phone number and your phone provider. Mm-hmm. That's the only two pieces of information they need, plus the ability to act uh, like emotional and like you know make, right. make it sound urgent, and boom, you know. Yeah.
1: Now, see Vernon says that the the app would be installed, but it would be empty, and maybe it's just been too long, and I don't remember this. But yeah, like I don't case. remember logging back into it. Yeah, I don't maybe remember I that. just maybe I opened it up on my iPad and and just resynced it or something. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, but yeah, just but but the point of all of that is you have to have that tinfoil hat mind. Yeah. When you're going about this, not to be like super paranoid or whatever, but just to think a couple steps ahead just Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're really thinking through that and saying, okay, what's the weakest
2: link right now? Right. Mm -hmm. Because then oftentimes it's going to involve a human, whether that's a human, whether that's you, the human, or it's somebody who's acting on, you know, acting on behalf of a company that has, you know, custodial access to this information, this account, this login, this whatever. On your mm-hmm. behalf, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's social engineering in yeah. one way or another, getting you to click on a thing or convincing somebody who has access to your thing to get into the thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Well, we are coming up on three hours. Yeah, so I
0: think I Matt gotta, has to I, pick up his kid. I got to go pick up my kid here pretty soon. <laughs>
2: um, yeah. So, we'll, so let's. Yeah. We'll, yeah we'll, let's, we'll, uh, we'll go through. We'll go through real quick. So if you're an sure. NFT photographer and not a MoGrapher, or if you have a photography friend, family member, whatever, um, Punk six five two nine has a thread for uh, photography, uh, getting up to speed and sort of what. Uh, what components of nft and photography are unique to that medium versus you know animated mediums that we work in um so this is this is an interesting thread um i think it's very easy for people to make the art relationship in their head of a one-of-one painting Mm -hmm. you know translates very good to an nft Mm -hmm. um photography is a little bit more nebulous so you know um uh interesting thread there I I
1: would like to add this in cuz it just came up in our feed is this uh excuse me this tweet from uh Production Crate. Oh, that's who, fun. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Showing them slapping on the the sticker.
2: Yeah, they got they've got some really nice assets. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Production Crate, it's kind of like a, you know, a CG Trader, TurboSquid, mm-hmm. whatever where, you know, it's models, textures, HDRs, you name it. All Um, right, so yeah, here's some other accounts you got too, right? Yep, so the just the last couple accounts. Um, So uh, Giannis uh, is at is at Greek DX. He's a pretty interesting takes um, on crypto stuff, um, crypto punks, whatnot. Um, Looks to be arranging an NFT Athens. Thing like there was NFT NYC, so he's he's going to be putting mm-hmm. he's going to be putting together NFT ATH, which is an amazing abbreviation. ATH being like all time high, mm-hmm. like a you know a common crypto word. So NFT ATH, something to look f- look at next summer if you're in Europe. Um, next person is uh, Nathan, um, uh, another sort of crypto influencer, whatever you you might want to call it. Um, that I follow, this is the guy that I was following along, uh, as wolf game was unfolding a couple weekends ago. Uh, Mm -hmm. this guy was like super big into it and he was like really hyped up and like super amped up about it. And although I didn't participate in wolf game, uh, sort of living the experience through him as he was like kind of live tweeting as, as stuff was unfolding. That was an interesting, um, I found value in, in following, following him for that reason. Uh, next person is Tropo Farmer so he's kind of like the Board Ape Yacht Club equivalent of that um, uh, Tropo is a, a well known member of a number of uh, profile picture communities and he's skewing a little bit towards the sort of jokey side of things where you know he'll joke that like if a project doesn't give him free mint stuff then he'll like FUD that project which he's saying tongue in cheek but like you know mm, right. it, it is sort of touching on the component of like people who get things for free, like because they're a celebrity or they have like a big following. Yeah. It's kind of, there's like a weird dichotomy there where like you're promoting this thing, but you got it for free. But then you're trying to tell other people to like buy the thing. Like I, when I say you, I just mean like any, you know, any influencer type. Um, Right. Because like, there's no rules on like how people advertise this stuff. You know, there's no like, you know, better business bureau. Regulation or anything. Right. Um, And then so then then the last two accounts are like full on joke, like meme status. Um, (laughs) One is uh, Satoshi NFT. So that's like, I think of it as like satire, like Satoshi Nakamoto being like the pseudonym that Bitcoin was was created under. Mm -hmm. So he has this like little sketched profile picture. He just released a a PFP collection of himself called MFers. um, Just (laughs) because like, you know, instead of using like the word like friend. Or friend mm-hmm. or whatever, he yeah. just like he calls everyone MFR, which is just kind of like funny. But um, last Friday, when crypto went through its like brief little flash crash, like Friday night mm-hmm. overnight, Sartoshi was just tweeting like banger after banger, just a lot of really funny <laughs> stuff that I, uh, I was following along with. And then the, the next and last person is Ratwell. Uh, if you've seen these weird cameos that people do where like they'll hire like a actor or celebrity person on cameo mm-hmm. and they'll make them, mm-hmm. they'll make these poor people say like all these weird crypto words. I've seen
0: the, the Gilbert Gottfried one over yeah. and over again.
2: It's some of this might be a little, <laughs> you know, uh, who knows what we're getting into here. Um, but yeah, Ratwell is one of the people who's c- kind of popular in that, like sort of meme, you know, edgy kind of like humor status. Um, But there is a little bit of news peppered into there, like, um, you know, uh, takes on mainstream media when they when 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 crypto antics bleed out into, you know, your Fox News or MSNBC or whatever, um, Satoshi and uh, Ratwell can oftentimes have some some funny takes. Hmm. Um, So, yeah, those are those are my links. And that's been three hours. Rock on. (laughs) Nice. I knew you'd
0: be able to talk for three hours. Easy. I had, yeah. I had, I had no doubt. I, I guarantee mm. you we could go for another two if I didn't wow. have to go pick up my kid from school.
2: All good. I'm I'm happy to be on any time, you know, guys. <laughs> yep. Cool. Um yeah.
0: Oh yeah, have, if you, have, um, if you have, Mark Yeah, ahead.
2: Mark Mark just uh, oh, yeah, yeah. said a good comment. Your Discord. Yeah, I've got my little Discord server. Uh, as soon as this wraps, I'll tweet out another link to join my little server. Um, it's mostly just like what I'm up to as an, as an NFT artist. So if Mm -hmm. you want to, I'm not trying to replace the slack or whatever, where we talk about like render engines and like all that, you know? So like I try to keep all that in the places that already exists, but if you want to follow my upcoming releases and whatnot, um, hop into the discord and I'll, I'll post a text blurb of, of everything I sent Matt and Dave to that Mm -hmm. server. Um, Also it'll be in the show notes. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. 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 Cool.
0: Alright, um, uh, let's get back to the regular show, I guess. The drop. The drop. Dog. Is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. So that was the shortest MoGraph show we've ever had, and right. also <laughs> the longest drop show we've ever had. <laughs> yes, bravo, bravo. <laughs> uh,
1: well, yeah, fine. you'll be able to get all the uh, the links and all of this in the show notes that mm-hmm. we posted. Very shortly. And, uh, yeah. And then of course it's gonna be funny cause like the podcast is going to be in Twitter and then the drop's going to be in Twitter tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. going to be literally the same episode. But, yeah. Uh, yes, that is, uh, that, that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot to take in. But I think, and some of these links that you provided, especially like these Twitter threads with the beginner stuff, I think are going to be very useful for people just getting in. Absolutely.
0: So, Absolutely. Yep. Um, Billy, where so can people, people find you? Yeah. Yep, you,
2: you can find me pretty much anywhere under my handle, Gernge. And um, yeah, website, Instagram. Uh, my Twitter has an underscore on it, but if you just type Gernge. Have you, in, have you, you, you thought to...
0: about contacting that Gernge and saying, I'll pay you for it? Well, that account's and not means. active, but I have oh. tried to
2: contact Twitter themselves and say like, mm. because I've searched my app. You at, can do that. I've searched my app yeah. and, and, and seen within the last three years, dozens of people who try to tag me yeah. and ask me stuff or like, mm. like a kit bash 3d promotional link or whatever of like my own artwork. And it's attributed yeah. to the wrong account. And yeah. you know, yeah. I, 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 sent Twitter support and I was like, Hey, like I operate commercially or, uh, commercially and professionally under this name. And this account has been inactive since before I ever even made my name. Right. What can we, what can we do about it? And they're like, Nope. So until I get a bigger mm. following, I probably won't be able to put pressure on them. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I've got an underscore on yeah. Twitter, but everywhere else, Gernge, um, Discord, Slack, Instagram, website, all that. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Um, don't forget Wednesday...
1: Everybody watching, don't forget to tune in for the 3D Motion Show oh. on Wednesday. I was going like, on, what are we doing uh, Wednesday? During the day. <laughs> got, some, uh, got some great guests coming up on that. Matthias will be doing his thing, so make sure you check that out. Uh, you can rate us on iTunes, leave a review, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice, and help get our ratings up. The newsletter goes out every month. Make sure you sign up for that. That's uh, going out uh, hopefully this week. We got some stuff we want to put in that uh, related to the holidays. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else? The t-shirts. You can say you've been there, done that, got the t-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee, the Paul Bab, Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. All the profits from that go to Doctors Without Borders. The Render Things t-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee. Make sure you get one of those. Stay warm around the fire this Christmas. Yeah. And uh, that Render is fire shirt, which won't Mm -hmm. keep you warm. Nope. Even though it says fire on it, but you're only allowed to wear it ironically. Unless Unless you're you're shams. And uh Mo blandishment shirt, get you one of those as well. And check us out on the interwebs. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, follow the TikToks. The numbers are going up. We can do are some they? lives on TikTok, oh, hopefully sweet. in a few months. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's getting there. Been been racing my daughter for followers and she's getting because i 'cause I'm I'm pulling ahead on the That's uh, good. Uh-oh. So uh she actually did a TikTok upset that I was beating her at TikTok. That's funny. So, oh that's uh, hilarious yeah so make sure that you uh you help us get numbers up so we can go live once we hit a thousand and uh that's about it so, so you, 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 we're gonna you, get out of here you could cut <laughs> this
2: episode up into a year's worth of tiktoks yeah you got right <laughs> <some odd minutes. laughs> that's true. one every day yep.
1: there
0: you
4: go
1: yeah what could possibly go wrong um <laughs> yeah so that's about it uh we'll, we'll catch you on the uh the slack or the discord make sure you hit us up if you want to join the discord come hang out with us in the uh the the voice chat room they are there like mm-hmm. all day hanging out and doing basically
0: nothing but yep uh distracting each other so uh, hit us up on email i, I find it and, interesting uh, like i'll be on discord and i'll just be listening and it's like listening to a podcast you know yeah, while i'm working yeah. it's it you know yeah, one nice that sometimes. i can speak back to if i need to yeah
1: the problem is I always want to like join the conversation and yeah. then I
0: realize I'm not doing my work.
1: I gotta, right. I gotta have some self-control sometimes. You right. Know? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. Well, I think we covered everything, right? Yeah. Um, and we got all your info uh, if people want to contact you. So uh, that's, that's it. it. We're going to get out of here until yep. next time. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And I'm Billy. Have a good one. Later, yo.